when we finally arrived at the Maelstrom and Rambler and Slim had to let them know that uh, the beast was dead and that the Rambler was the new captain. They didn't really react all that dramatically over it, but I guess in this line of work, that's not too surprising. Then we kind of split up to do some shopping. Uh, Rambler and Slim, they, they ran into Richter again, the 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 pirate captain who was the other captain that we could have chosen when we were doing the whole pirate auction at uh, Gravebeards. They were looking to shop for a gun and instead made a deal to cut the price on that gun. It was to get a loan shark off of uh, Richter's back because she can't deal with it because they everyone would know it was her or he was hiding from her or something. I don't really know the finer details because I wasn't fucking there. But uh, the Maelstrom seems to have some pretty decent shopping areas. Dorian, Adele, and I, we all found kind of what we were looking for. There was this novelty shop that was really creepy that I had to leave rather quickly because they started talking about selling fingers. And I wasn't about to let uh, my brother do anything in there. But Dorian met with some guy, the owner of that store, about these little little thieves. I, I don't really get what that's about, but Dorian decided or agreed to help the guy to keep his shop from being shut down by scaring one of the pirate captains. And I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. And then we ran into a we went into a clothing store and Little Wolf just ran straight up to this fucking, like, he he just walked right up to her. Like, what was he thinking? He, like, walked straight up to this pirate captain and just because her cloak was really elegant and, like, everyone else was, like, terrified of her. But he walked straight up to her like it was fucking nothing and, like... She could have just, like, killed us on the spot. And I don't think anyone would have fucking bat an eye. And somehow, he, like, they, she, like, fucking offered to buy us clothes. And during the whole thing, Dorian fucking made fun of her friend. And, like, right in front of her, I was... <sighs> Not to fucking mention Adele helped her choose out the clothes and now I've got this weird fucking outfit made of velvet or some shit. I don't know what kind of material they said it was, but like who wears this shit? It's this 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 isn't even comfortable. As we all recall, the party is currently staying at the guest house on Independence a chained floating island that is being dragged along by the Crimson Fleet and is topped with a mysterious lighthouse that lies at the core of the Maelstrom. And it is one day until the uh, the meeting. And some captains are still arriving, but most everyone is here and independence is a hustle and bustle of activity. The previous night, before y'all went to bed, I assume... Azazel, Dorian, and Adele, and Little Wolf were all, like, busy trying on clothes and, like, figuring out their new outfits and, and such, and, uh, chilling back at the guest house, while 
Rambler and Slim, I assume you guys went right to kind of doing some investigation and figuring out where uh, where this Willem Ornstein might be, who uh, Richter owes so much money to. Yep. I- I'd like to note probably Dorian would also be doing listening in on conversations, maybe ask a little bit around about the councilman and gearing it a little bit towards the divine as stealthily as he could. Okay, then uh, Rambler, please make an investigation roll at advantage because Slim is going to help you. And that's just going to be like last night's efforts to discover the location and whereabouts of this mysterious. Well, I rolled. Yeah. 18, got a 20, though. Nice. my plus two okay. in investigation. You, you ask around. Most people are, like, pretty coy as to whether they even have any knowledge of this person you speak of. But eventually you get someone who looks pretty down on their luck. And they say something along the lines of, Oh, that bastard? I heard he's setting up shop tomorrow in the underground catacombs. You know, Independence has a web of tunnels below the city. I mean, there are entrances everywhere, but... You just find a sewer grate around the uh, the town as long as you don't mind the smell. Then uh, he'll get in there right quick. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's setting up shop somewhere, somewhere that would be hard to find unless you're unless you've got an in, unless you know him, like I do. And uh, how exactly do you know him again? I owe the man. Doesn't everyone on this godforsaken island? Fair enough. I was gonna clear my debts, but I'm thinking of thinking of letting it wait for another day. Give me a chance to get lucky. Uh, but he said he'd be down tomorrow. Gambler. I like it. Uh, what if I... Well, hold up. How, how much has this... Has this guy already told me where exactly? Because I'm guessing that the whole underground tunnel system is pretty big. Uh, he gave some kind of vague directions, but he looks like he isn't comfortable giving much more than that. And says he doesn't like unwelcome guests, so... You're going to have to find your own way. I won't be the one who tells you his secret location. Fair enough. You shouldn't be too hard. He's got a whole posse ever since he left the uh, ship of the fortune. He took, what, like 15 crew members with him for, uh, what did he call it? And he makes air quotes, protection. I think they all owe him enough to basically have their lives be forfeit if he got if he bites the dust. Rambler, Rambler nods and says... Thanks for the information. I'll be, uh, wish you luck, brother. Anytime. Hey, spare a silver. I, I, I toss him a silver coin. He takes it, bites it, and smiles, and says, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get lucky tonight, I can feel it. And wanders off down the street. Gross. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> He's a gambler. Oh boy, dude's gonna get busy. Anyway, so, uh, Slim was there, he's taking notes. Real quick, Joe, I would like you for you to actually roll on a D100 if that dude gets lucky gambling. How lucky my dude gets. Okay, we'll see. Uh, because, because <laughs> I want him house... to come back with a fucking top hat and cane. <laughs> because the house always wins. 70 or above, he gets, uh, he gets more than he puts in. 69 or less. Nice. He fails to make what he puts in and uh, loses money in the end. I believe in this guy. Uh, and don't tell us the results. I just want him to. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I put the results in the chat. Uh, <laughs> it's it's okay. Uh, we won't tell the audience. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Uh, let me let me just write that dude's name down in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence for Joe. <laughs>
Oh yeah, I'm getting lucky tonight. Gross. I don't need to know that the Rambler fucks. <laughs> Best believe that's it. Like, that's all the Rambler does. Uh, uh. See, Dorian doesn't want to know that the Rambler fucks either. <laughs> you two, you know, you write down the vague directions. The Rambler has them on like a, a little, a little notebook, or sorry, Slim, and mentions to the Rambler. I've got some pretty good tracking skills. Shouldn't be too hard to locate him tomorrow once we have a fresh start. Sounds good. I'm going to uh, figure out what exactly I'll need for the captain's meeting. Uh-huh. It looks like if we're going to be pursuing this, you might not be the best person to uh, be there for it. So I'm going to ask around to see yeah. if maybe Adele could stand in for you. All right, that sounds good. I heard talk of a... Uh... What's it called? A no fighting on independence grounds clause. Uh, uh, they call it neutral ground, which, of course, we're going to be breaking. And Richter said it'd be fine, but best to say on the safe side, I'll probably have a little heat on me. Marilyn nods and says, let me know if you need any uh, help. Just you can track me down, that sort of thing. Will do, friend. I should be around the ship. Okay. Although I might dip into the stores in town. So you two spend that night in the guest house, and we start the next day bright and early with someone out in the street screaming loudly. Oh, I love it when that happens. Rambler, you uh, were you even asleep that night? Slept for a few hours, but you know. Uh, so yeah, I probably I'm probably not woken up by it, but I definitely go outside to investigate. Yeah, you you hear it when it happens. You go outside of the guest house. There's a woman in rags who looks like she was panhandling. And she looks like completely freaked out. She's screaming, bloody murder. A cart's been upturned and shattered. The window to Slim's room has just been completely broken. And there are black stains on the pavement leading out and away into the city. What? So, Dorian, you've been doing a little info gathering, figuring out when the Divine's set to come. He's been he's been in and out. He spends a lot of time on Independence, but right now he was off on official church business and is just returning today. And, Dorian, I think you get to see you're, like, on the docks when his ship comes through. And, Dorian, are you taking Azazel with you on your, on your little adventure here? Your little escapade? Here's the issue. Because Dorian was warned by Little Wolf to stay away from his his big bro. Uh, So I don't think initially Dorian would even consider taking him. But Jordan alluded to the fact that there was an idea he had to have them team up. So I don't know what Jordan has. I had a more concrete idea last week, but that's that's not something entirely pinpointed just yet. But I do have something that might help. So... Real quick, first off, Dorian, what Little Wolf doesn't know can't hurt him. And Little Wolf is like, like, Azazel wakes up before Little Wolf. Dorian, you're about to head out and you see Azazel. If if you're okay with me, like, kind of setting up this meeting, you see Azazel getting breakfast before Little Wolf has woken up. So you, you have a chance to see him without, I mean, the, without that's his the magic thing, brother. Joe, I seriously don't think he would approach him for this. Big oof. Yeah, 
uh one possibility one possibility is um can I, say, can I say what I was saying? Go, oh, go sorry. for it. Yes. Jordan, I'm, I'm sorry I cut you off. Joe is being a DM. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the next morning, if uh, Azazel sees Dorian as he's walking down the stairs, since that's the scene now. Um, I could easily be like at the table with my one out of two remaining sheets of paper scribbling on it <laughs> as I'm hatching a plan. Whatever fits better for your narrative. Uh, it's our narrative, Leanne. Yeah, Leanne. Yeah, but this is the Dorian show, so. Oh, oh yeah. Oh gosh, oh, I forgot. Oh geez, I I forgot. I'm so yeah, sorry, yeah. Dorian. Set your facts straight. <laughs> Anywho's it. Uh, I will. Uh, if I once I see Dorian come downstairs, I'll like. Like, probably with a mouthful of uh, whatever uh, oatmeal mush they've served. Mm, Dorian! Ugh. Dorian! Dorian! He pauses and a moment of disgust on his face when you're talking with a mouthful of food, but it, it passes and he casually wanders over. Ugh. Uh, hold on. Uh, and I pat my pockets for a moment. And then realize that this g- disgusting outfit that I'm wearing has way too many pockets. Shit. Wait, can it? Can how about he has no pockets? Considering. <laughs> Which is that? Like, let me look at the picture real quick. I haven't. All All I'm just thinking of is just like how over the top the outfit is, and usually You're... when the outfit is over the top, there's no pockets because the fashion industry thinks it's unneeded. Oh yeah, no. Who needs pockets when you look this fly? Fuck this outfit. This outfit doesn't have any fucking pockets. Uh, where did I put it? Uh, and I'll flip into my bag and start going through it. And eventually pull out a little trinket. It's a necklace. Uh, it's so... Uh, Joe, can you describe it? Yes. Uh, let me, let me quick get the description I wrote out for you. It is a pretty little medallion that looks a little like it's made out of gold, but on closer inspection, it is made of some other material and painted to look like gold. But why would you say Uh, that since he hasn't looked closer? (laughs) All right, it's a golden medallion. (laughs) And set, set in the center, instead of a jewel, is what looks like a vertical slit eye, yellow with a plain black pupil and no iris. Oh God! It's illuminate. No, no triangles to be confer- to to be found, but illuminate confirmed. Illuminate conform. And it was handed to him, correct? Yeah, I hand it. He kind of inspects it closely to kind of get a good look at it. Um, is there like any symbols, any indication of the craftsmanship? Maybe I don't know. You reveal there, <laughs> that there little are. tidbit you said earlier. Uh. A further description of the amulet, as you closely inspect it, Dorian, you turn it around and see some unfamiliar runes scratched into the, into the back with, like, a knife blade. And one word you actually recognize. It looks like the word mask. M-A-S-K. Huh. So I, uh, I went back to that stupid trinket shop and thought I'd get, get, get something, um... I just kind of wanted to apologize for stealing your book and all that kind of shit that went down the other uh, week. 
kind of looks up and starts says, crying. It's really emotional. <laughs> yeah, he he cries and is just like <laughs> begs for your your forgiveness. No. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> no, he a rom com. <laughs> he uh he says when he said do you think about romance, Joe? Stop putting yeah, words into our mouths. Be, this is a bro. <laughs> Sorry, we bro, continue. Bro on bro moment. <laughs> He he says, "Thank you." Uh, the shopkeeper is really weird. Um, so I was honestly only kind of like half listening. Um, there's something about this thing. It's like I think there's some kind of magical property. Uh, and then, let's see. He said something about. He said something about how any mention of masks. Um, yeah, the oh yeah, mask it's like the magic word. Interesting. To I'm assuming to activate it, but yeah. he never said what it did, did he? It's like this intense look of concentration. Uh fuck, um You were sober when he got this, correct? Yes. I'm just you gotta So just, if you say if you say the word mask it will let you look through the necklace, is what he said. Or it might. It might not actually be that magical. He. That's just kind of like what he said. Maybe we can give this a look somewhere more private and see what it does. Um, alone. He kind of glimpses around, unknown to Azazel, kind of keep an eye out for Little Wolf. He's nowhere to be seen. Do you, I appreciate the, this, is there, did you ask anything particular or is this something he just handed to you? I was just looking and this is what he recommended. With me in mind or for you? I told him it was a gift, but I didn't tell him who the fuck it was for. Well, I accept your apology. Um, I, he looks, has a pinched face and... He says, I might have blown up in response to your actions. And I hope you, I want you to understand that I do not feel comfortable in any sense, in any sense of just people taking confiscating digging through my things without permission it it feels like a breach of trust and privacy and well especially on a ship with close quarters i can only have so much uh okay dorian's actually being genuine god i don't know or is he we really mystery we really trust him i mean you can always do an inside check (laughs) Uh, it's... whatever. I just wanted to... You didn't respond last time I tried to apologize, so I thought maybe I didn't do it right, so... You left before I could say anything? Um, you sat there quiet for the pretty much the whole time I was in the room, so I didn't think you were going to say anything. I wasn't initially. I... he doesn't look at you. Was planning on not speaking to you... For a good long while. 
So shall we go somewhere? Maybe test this out? He carefully walks up the stairs, trying not to go and step on any uh, wooden parts that squeaked in particular, especially passing Zazel and Little Wolf's door, and enters his room. I follow. He, uh, yeah, he opens the door and makes a sweeping gesture for you to enter. I've already, I'm already, like, part way through the door. He closes it, and Dorian, then, I think, puts the amulet on. It feels warm against your chest. And, I mean, also, I, I, I don't know what Dorian's tastes are, but I'd say it looks quite nice. It's, like, a tasteful, just, like, little bit of gold around Dorian's neck. It hang, hangs a little low, you know, it's it's not... It's a necklace. I, um, I, am, I imagine it doesn't hang as low as the uh, um, oh. citrine, that citrine necklace. Right. I, that one hangs pretty low, so I imagine this one hangs a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. The eye stares unblinking. The, the faux gold kind of shines. Uh, and Dorian, you feel something I think you felt before. Uh, like when you complete a ritual for the king or do some other magic thing, you feel it beginning to mend, to meld itself with your inner essence, to attune to you. If you had maybe an hour of just wearing the amulet, you feel like you would be in sync with it. It is a wondrous magic item. He but... is going to lift up the amulet. Can I roll for Arcana to kind of get an idea of what might this be? Yeah, totally. First use of my cigar. Oh, that's a lie. My cigar box. I've used it once before, but yeah, I got a cigar box for my dice box. <laughs> Classy. Holy shit! I love this box. I rolled a twenty. Uh, Eighteen plus two. Oh, rad. Um, shit. Well, you're already wearing it. Full detail or anything. You're already partially attuned, so you understand that this is a this is a new magic artifact. It is a magic item created using dark and mysterious rituals. Oh shit. What did I give you? I'm so dumb. I think it's fair to say that Dorian, you don't it feels like the magic it feels like the new magic you use, not the new magic you've heard about in stories and grown up fearing, you know? Or yeah, the people of your village at least feared it. Everyone in Radon fears the new magic that comes from the mysterious otherworldly entities known as Leviathans. But this feels, you know, familiar. So I'm um, so as in like the same type of magic that my patron provides, kind of familiar, right? Yeah, that's what it feels like when you put it on. And it's definitely not it's not crazy like no one was sacrificed to make this item real, but it's definitely magic. You can you can feel it for sure. You assume that it probably involves some sort of command to activate. Most new magic items require some input from the user to know whether they should turn on or turn off. Because if you have a new magic item that's constantly working, it'll run out of magic pretty quick. And you'll need to do some other horribly long complex ritual to recharge it. So it's a pretty damn good guess that the command word is mask. Um, Got it. Interesting. How much did you spend, Azazel, for this? Uh, I don't really have much money. It was only like four gold. You said four gold? Yeah. It's, it's quite a bit. Um, well, shall we give this a try or let it be a surprise while I go on a little, I guess, side quest? 
you could say. I've got a little mission today. Okay, what are you doing? I actually have been asked to go and deal with a little issue that's been going on in the island. Um, particularly, play a little prank. Send a message. To who? Some individual that calls themselves the Divine. Joe, would I know who that name? Uh, you recognize the naming convention. The Whirlwind, the Judge, members of the Twelve. Uh, though, different... Yes, different people also use it like Whirlwind. The Whirlwind suggested Azazel start like going by the moniker The Scar because she thought it sounded cool. But usually that means important pirate who people fear and or respect. That... That's not like... That's not like one of the... The... The big pirates, is it? I'm pretty sure you mentioned it was, yes. The fuck are you doing? Something that is necessary. Uh... The man is attempting to, well, shut down the shop. And that is one of the only preventions against the little thieves that might lurk on this island now. What? <laughs> Don't. After fiddling with the medallion, he looks up and narrows his eyes and says, You don't know, do you? No. You've never... How often have you traveled through a forest? Traveled through... I grew up around one, and I was in there all the time. And you never noticed them? Noticed what? First, let me, let me ask you. Has any strange occurrences happened throughout the town or in the woods? Like, hearing voices or seeing things go missing? Strange accidents? No. He kind of looks a little bit flabbergasted and asks once more, what, what was the name of the forest that you lived near? I don't think it had a name. Do forests generally have names? The one near me did. Okay. Uh, well, let me, let me explain this to you because it, you might see the, how important and why I am actually planning to follow through with this. The trinket seller offered an item to me and I would have probably done it for free, but I would not never say no to a return like this. See, little th thieves are go by other names, um, such as the hidden people or the, well, fairies, the fae. And apparently, according to him, there's a couple that- Like elves? Uh, that actually might not be a thing in Joe's world. I'm sorry. Elves, <laughs> elves in this setting are just normal people who live for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. I, no, no, um, not necessarily that. But apparently, there's a couple that have found their way on this man-made, mind you, island, and the trinket shop owner has a couple of defenses set up. So they don't get restless or particularly, I would say, maybe malicious is the word, but I'm not entirely sure if that best describes them. Real quick, Azazel, the stuff you're hearing right now is some grade A blasphemy. Like, you could get executed in your hometown if someone started spouting this nonsense in the streets. Um, you sound, you sound crazy. What? All right. I, I, little creatures? 
Are they like Leviathan spawn? No. I'd be surprised if they were. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But what are you planning on doing? I have been informed to essentially play a little subtle prank on the man and make it think that, well, I guess something that those who essentially prove that it's necessarily that this trinket owner is here and that if he were to shut it down, something very bad might occur. So we see the Rambler, and tense music is playing as you, like, run down the street, following shouting and, like, people, the the sounds of people, like, hollering to each other and panicking. And you turn the corner, you see an open sewage grate, like, the great lid is, like, 15 feet away from the actual hole in the ground. Uh, And there's a man with a gun drawn shouting, Monster, there's a monster on the loose! It's pretty obvious it went down the sewer grate, right? Yeah, though tongue with this dude probably couldn't couldn't hurt because he's like he's waving a gun around, shouting, shouting, everyone on your guard. But the rambler could just jump in. What? What did you see? Some horrifying creature rampaged through here just a minute ago. It was chaos. Horrifying creature? Yes, it almost took poor uh, Madame Lucille's legs off. And he waves at the beggar woman on the street who's still screaming and shouting bloody murder. I'm a bit, uh, I, I kind of, I kind of just my gun. I'm, have a predisposed nature to taking care of things like this. Uh, did you just go down the grate? Oh, hold on, you best be careful. Down there's the, uh, catacombs, and, well, it gets a little dangerous. People down there like to, uh, uh, treat the neutral ground no violence rule as a guideline, more like. Sounds troubling, but, uh... You should be careful. The beast had thousands of little glowing eyes and and tendrils, and it lashed out, and and it it moved like lightning. I'd never seen something so fast. I kind of like... God, in my head, I'm like, God damn it, Slim. And uh, I say, someone has to stop it. I'll go after it. I'll come with you. And the man, like, cocks the gun and says, together we can kill this thing. Nah, you, you gotta stay out here just in case it comes back out. Someone's gotta stop it if it makes it back up to the street. Gods, think of the chaos, but but this is the only- And, uh, he, he's gonna try to protest. Can you make a persuasion roll? Persuasion, you say? To get this dude to stay behind Ooh. instead of go with you. Oh, I rolled my God. two natural ones. Because roll 20 lets you know what would happen if you had advantage. Uh, or disadvantage. Both my rolls were a one. He shakes his head and says- This is the only access point to the catacombs for upwards of three quarters of a mile. If it's coming back up, it's coming back up this way, which means we can cut it off if we get down into the tunnels together. And if it tries to come up a different way, we gotta chase it. I don't know where it's gonna be. So you lead the way. I'll be right behind you. Come on, let's go. All right, then, brother. Uh, What what kind of gun does this guy have? Flintlock pistol. Okay, nice and shitty. Yep. Uh, It shoots it once. That's probably it for him, because it would probably take him an entire another turn to get that thing loaded again. Uh, this guy look like just he's some lowly low pirate. Does he look like someone who's just... Well, what does he really... What kind of things is he wearing? Yeah, he definitely looks like higher grade pirate. Like, um, one who... Like, a, an ordinary sailor would probably balk and be like, I'm fucking out of here if they saw a monster like this. But this is that one guy in the crowd who rolls his sleeves up and says, Okay, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna help people here. 
so he he seems at least he's got the eye of the tiger even if he's not a like super professional trained killer a man who's just trying to do the right thing yeah, uh, so you two place. jump into the sewers yep jump into the sewers okay the the stench is terrible and the man says maybe we can follow it by those uh slime things it left oh the, the whole place down here is slimy you look up and down the uh the sewer tunnel and it's it's just muck Ugh. this place is uh pretty rank brother been down here before or? just a few times helping do maintenance when uh when my crew was here on leave you know everyone in the legion does their part we need to keep independence up and running and then you hear gunshots and screaming echoing way further down in the tunnels let's move uh and i'm gonna start dashing oh shit all right i'll, I'll cover your back and he splashes to catch up with you you move down the tunnels quickly uh searching one way or another uh make a uh let's see make a survival check to find the path and gain advantage because this dude is going to help you he's a sailor he is proficient in survival oh another nat one I love my that ones. Two in a row. Ooh. Wow. All right. Well, you, you have advantage because this dude was helping. Uh, so it is an 11. You get an 11. Um, you you start to follow the path, but you, you both get like turned around a little and disagree on where to turn at one point, and you cut through a few more sewers, and you drop into a place that's suddenly dry. It's like a, a, a larger room with like stone shelves on which are stacked skulls you have appeared to enter a section of catacombs and you drop down to find a man a man with like a hole pierced through his body lying dead he looks like a just tough or a thug like a, a pirate who was hired to stand guard here does he look partially eaten uh no he just looks very dead got it like, someone took, like, a large, jagged tree branch and stuck it through his torso. Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna, like, crouch down next to the body and kind of examine it. And, like, I, I run my finger over the wound and I say, This was blunt trauma. More of a piercing, but not by a conventional weapon. Ah, oh, shit, it must have been that beast, says your companion, like, looking up and down the, uh, the two different ways to go, his gun at the ready. Uh, I know I'm having you make a lot of rolls, but would you like to make another intelligence check to see if you can learn a thing or two about this body? Sure. I, I want to see if it was really Slim that did it, or if someone took advantage of the scuffle to murder someone. Confusion? Yeah, it could be. So what is this? Just... Investigation, or just flat intelligence if you don't have proficiency? Got me an 11. Okay, yeah, it definitely does not look like a bullet wound. It it looks like this dude was, like, impaled on a tendril. I, I swear under my breath. The man says, uh, I think it went deeper into the catacombs. All right, let's get, uh, let's get moving, brother. And you two rush to get deeper in as you hear in the distance more, more shouting. I, I really don't think you should hit, like, right away. That's You're going to get yourself killed. You We should just, like, scout out what he does maybe at night and then hit him, like, uh, you know, during the – or hit him, like, during one of his routinely things or something like that. That sounds reasonable. Um, it is one day until the council meeting. We don't have much time, afternoon. though. I don't know if he will suggest to the council that the shop should be taken down tomorrow, so we probably 
shouldn't spend too much time trailing him. And if we do see an opportunity as we go about, I can't guarantee that I will not act on it. Oh, that's right. The council meeting's tomorrow. I forgot. Yep. Are you okay? Are you okay, Zazel? You seem to be forgetting a lot of things. So I, I think we cut from there to you guys like grabbing your gear and heading out that morning. Mm-hmm. I'd like to make note that Dorian, like before trailing, um, does two things. He activates the Armor of Shadows. And he also uses Mask of Many Faces to change his appearance after a day spent observing the crowd into something that would be kind of a forgettable face in this place. Like, kind of plain features, nothing that stands out too much. He's like the white old man in the grocery store. You don't really remember him after interacting him for a second kind of deal. You're disguising yourself? Yeah, I'm disguising myself. Oh, great. You're, uh... You're going to be forgettable, and I'll be the most recognizable figure in the street. Hold on. I thought you I'm said during our discussion that you were... Okay. I, I, I'm going to run off and get out of this fucking outfit. I totally forgot you are wearing a fancy pants outfit. I was <laughs> like, you're sneaky. You should be able to do this. No problem. <laughs> yeah, so you, you change into something more normal, and you guys head out into toward, towards like the, the shopping area and the docks. Mm-hmm. As you guys leave the guest house... We get a super dope, like, high up, like, helicopter wide angle shot in the distance. Hey, we hey, see a... Joe, what's a helicopter? You shush. Uh, in the distance, it's a crane. It's a crane shot. Don't worry about it. Leviathan spawn POV shot. Yeah, skyfish shot. Uh, <laughs> Levitation shot. We see in the distance uh, with the, like, menacing, the. A soundtrack of like menacing Gregorian chanting in the background, a massive uh, full gun deck, three masted galleon bursts through the fog wall surrounding the maelstrom to dock at Independence, and emblazoned on its red sails is the symbol of the Maker, a seven pointed star. Its name, the ship's name, is the Hammer of Dawn, and it is a ship of the. Uh, one of the twelve, the Divine. It arrives, it docks, the Divine has a conversation with the Charter, who is one of the most important figures of the Crimson Legion, its founder, so to speak. And then uh, when you guys catch him, he is entering the marketplace uh, with a posse of goons, all dressed in robes of the Church of the Maker. Himself, you see the Divine, he cuts a striking figure, he is dressed in all white, uh, like beautiful like priest vestments he has a like long wrinkled face and balding white hair uh, he looks a little like grand moff tarkin dorian i think murmurs very very quietly to azazel when the shop owner said he was a fanatic he was not exaggerating holy um so the the divine is he's he has like a posse of maybe 10 uh robed they they look vaguely like holy men but it's pretty clear they're pirates they're pirates who are just wearing religious finery and they they're all armed with like maces he is waving a golden medallion above his head like a, a large golden saucer uh with inscriptions on it 
and he is shouting, I have a mark from the Charter. I am within my rights to excise any offending man, woman, or creature who poses a danger to this fair fleet, regardless of the laws of neutral ground. You best stay on my good side. He shouts at a shopkeeper while his goons start like ransacking their shop looking for contraband. He shouts orders again for his goons to uh, to tear through another like shopkeeper's shop as they plead and beg that there's nothing offending in their shop as the thug throw pieces behind them and like ransack the place and and he is he is shouting I can smell it heretical tools and rituals those leviathan worshiping scum Dorian murmurs to Zazel I am feeling impulsive as he uh. This guy's an asshole. He is. Part of me wants to leave a note in his pocket. Could you do that without getting caught? Possibly. I could get assistance from a friend. Okay. He slinks, I think, into the shadows, and I'm going to bring out the string and the wooden, the little wooden trinket that Dorian had made and tie it to it to to summon the unseen servant. You do so, and last time it, it like, appeared and it asked, like, what is your bidding, and was all, like, creepy and weird and had three eyes. This time you just feel its presence as it invisibly manifests nearby. Okay, it's here. Um, Do you think leaving a note in his pocket would be a good idea? Kind of warning him that, well, vaguely warning that what he's doing is a bad idea? I don't know. Uh, you you feel rambling in your him. heart. Fear rambling in your heart. Go no. I could try distracting him. Rambler, you're not here. I could. <laughs> I could try distracting him. Well, you do that. Okay. He takes out his final sheet of paper <laughs> and writes down in a very messy scroll, which keep in mind is very different from his usual handwriting. A phrase on there. And he kind of shows Azazel it, and I'm going to message Azazel so it's a surprise to to everybody else once it, he opens it, mm-hmm. and see if he approves. I sent the message to you. Also, nobody likes t- Tally. Don't you think that's a little vague? How is I going to save How, a shot? You got a better idea? I mean, we're supposed to scare. That's him. whatever. That's just gonna. That's. I don't think that's going to save a shot. That could mean tread carefully. There's other pirates who want to kill you. <sighs> okay. Um, he then, I think, adds a little symbol at the very end of it, and he says, "How about now?" What's the symbol? It's the wo- same one you saw in the yellow book. The yellow sign. What does that have to do with anything? How is that going to help? It uh, apparently spooked everybody else when they saw it. As you guys are talking, you hear the divine shout, "You there, boy!" and point, and the crowd starts to like filter away from you guys. Was he pointing at us? It looks like it for a minute, and then you realize he's pointing at a young man right next to you. Joe, you're an asshole. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> do, do you guys, like, move away as the rest of the crowd kind of gives the yep. boy a wide berth? Follow, you follow like... the crowd, and yeah, I think... but I'm gonna be watching, obviously. He, he yeah, points it at himself um... and says, Me, sir? Do you guys do anything else? The the divine walks up to him and says, Have you been saying your daily prayers? Have you let the infiltration of the Leviathans into your heart? What the hell's going on? I see your look. You've been corrupted, haven't you? And the, the kid says, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm the, I, what are you talking about? And he... Dorian the, is going to stealthily, like, change the message. I sent the message to Jordan. If possible, he can, he's going to try to do that. 
using the crowd as kind of a barricade, okay, a visual barricade. Uh, Azazel does not respond because he's not paying attention to you anymore. Okay, I'm going to instead, with no response, he's going to slip the note to the unseen servant. And while this guy is doing it, he's going to have the unseen servant try to put it in his pocket. The unseen servant silently, stealthily takes the uh, note from you and swiftly, unseen and unheard, moves the the note kind of floating amidst the crowd over to the uh over to the divine how old is this kid uh like 17 okay so not much younger he's not he's not actually a he's not a kid kid he's okay. a young so, young man so, anyone younger than 18 is a baby so in happening? fact people who are 18 are babies i'm sorry as a 23 year old <laughs> what's happening joe as, a, as an old person uh okay okay boomer yeah um you see the the divine is still like chewing this kid out like you should treat me with more respect i am well above your station and the the kid is like i i, I don't know what to do and this this note is slipped into the divine's pocket without him noticing after a minute of just shouting uh the the divine says um says come to the church you need to be cleansed this evening be there for prayers or i will know uh and the kid says okay, okay yeah yes sir uh, and the divine turns away with his robes, uh, his vestments kind of flipping behind him and says, come in to the next stand. And he goes to ransack some more shops. So I, I turned back after watching intently all of this go down and I'm not even aware of what the message is that you just put in his pocket. But I, I, I probably did I see the, the uh, sheet of paper get tucked in. Uh, you may or may not. I don't know if you're paying attention, but well, I was watching. You might have closely. noticed Dorian slipped the note. I'll, I'll roll to... a perception check. Make it, yeah. Make a perception check. I I know the DC. I know what the unseen servant rolled. I have no clue. I probably can't beat this um at all because I only have a plus one to perception. Ha ha. So I've I've got I've got what I'd like to. You you know how people call them like. Dirty twenties. It's, it's a dirty twenty. Dirty one. It's a it's a dirty one. Oh, sorry, dirty three. Actually, never mind. I did. I subtracted one instead of added one. Oh, so you got a two plus one plus one. It's a three. Yeah, you you totally did not notice any piece of paper go anywhere. The unseen servant was way too stealthy for that. So I'll turn back to Dorian, unaware that the, the that the deed's been done. Don't you think that that could like just put him more on edge and more likely to shut down stores? We're supposed to scare him. How are we going to do that if we tread How carefully? How is scaring him going to do anything? It's just going to make him, him more likely to shut down all the stores. We are trying to make him know that his god is not as powerful as whatever is out there. And that even with as much vigilance as he has, stuff will still happen. We cut back underground to the catacombs to the Rambler and his uh, pirate friend who are dashing through the uh, through the catacombs and you hear up ahead, where'd it go? This way! And you hear others splashing and you round the corner to see two men, guns drawn and one like on his ass, like breathing heavily, looking really freaked out and they haven't noticed you yet and one of them shouts, where'd it go? And the other man says, it just, it, it was so fast, uh, down, down that way towards, uh, tw towards, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Ornston. The other one curses, uh, Rambler and your, your friend, you haven't, uh, you haven't yet made yourselves known. Are you going to 
question these these people or I'm going to whisper to my friend do, do you know Mr. Ornston? He frowns and says I think I've heard the name before I've, I've heard a bit about him apparently he's a loan shark type guy. Oh, I think my captain knows some money. I think we might want to do something about him while we're down here or just get the get the thing. Uh, let me make a quick quick roll. He kind of wiggles his eyebrows and says, I like the way you're thinking, brother. Hell yeah, brother. All right, look, the making sure the thing doesn't get out and kill any more people is a, is a top priority. Yep. But hey, I mean, if it manages to snag Ornston on the way, well, no harm, no foul. Like in the way you're thinking? Ain't nobody's gonna miss that bastard. Uh, what about these goons? And he nods over to the three, the two armed men who are helping up the third man who looks like really freaked out and like the wind's been knocked out of him but is otherwise unhurt. Think we can take him or uh, let him pass? I think letting him pass is the smart thing. Uh, they might just wear themselves out on it. He nods and says, good idea. And you guys stay hidden as the uh, the three men charge further down the, um, further down the tunnels following cries for help and they're shouting like we're coming just hang on uh, as they dart down the tunnels when when the coast is clear the pirate nods to you and you continue further down yep we're going okay you you hear more gunshots in the distance and then you hear what sounds like distant breathy screeching and a bunch of like thwacking noises and a a loud like woomph and the crumbling sound of like rocks being disturbed and the pirate says shit that didn't sound good it did not uh you continue further down and uh walk into a larger like catacomb room it's circular and has a bunch of shelves with bones stacked on them and you see the like dust in the center of the room has been like blown outward in kind of like a, a star pattern and there are four people who have just been thrown against the wall with big blood splatters across the walls in each of the like corners of the room. Well, it uh, looked like it got to them before we did. The pirate says, holy shit, and turns around. And the rambler, you catch this, but your friend doesn't. One of the men who's thrown against the wall kind of stirs and starts opening his eyes and raises his gun. Uh, I'm going, God. Uh, who's he raising his gun towards? Your pirate friend. Alrighty, I'm going to, uh, to shout, Get down! Uh, and then I'm going to fire a shot at the dude who is, uh, who's raising his gun. Okay, roll the hit and damage. And this is using your, your sweet yep, revolver. using my break action. Uh, I rolled myself a 17 for the attack, 10 for damage. So you, you aim and fire, and the, the man... Like the bullet impacts into his chest and there's just an explosion of blood as he lets out one last gasp and his own gun goes off but the shot just goes wide and slams into the roof as he crumbles to the ground very very dead the pirate man like turns around with like a shock and says oh thanks you saved my life yeah it didn't look like he was uh, gonna be letting you turn around for that one he takes a deep breath and sighs and says wow that's a hell of a gun you got there yeah. Looks like it blew his, blew his chest open. I'm uh, still getting used to it, but uh, it's definitely an upgrade to what I had before. He lets out a low whistle and says, uh, glad you came along. We might have a chance against that thing. Yeah, I, uh, I'd like to think so. Don't really like marching to my death. All right, the man nods and you continue further down the tunnel.
do you guys screw with the divine anymore that day or not that day but like or that morning or do you wait to see where he goes next i think wait and see where he goes next uh kind of get the see if he sees the notes kind of read what his posture is as soon as he reads it yada yada kind of playing it by ear that's kind of dorian style not gonna lie <laughs> okay unless jordan has any suggestions as ozzy no so you two covertly tail him as for the better part of the day he just kind of like accosts people in the street and ransacks shops he doesn't actually hurt anyone but he makes a lot of makes a big stink causes a lot of unrest what time of the um, day is it by the way it was morning when you headed out and okay. by midday he returns back towards the docks and at first it looks almost as if he's going to his ship but instead he goes to a small uh kind of hastily erected church or chapel building that's near the docks and heads inside uh you see other people walking into it looks like a public place i will go inside dorian uh follows as well it's just a church of the maker you head in to see a bunch of people are filling the pews here and uh you also recognize among them lady lucinia is sitting and chatting with a woman you don't recognize but is in similar priest vestments to the divine who has a completely shaved head and you you don't know what they're chatting about but uh you see the divine like everyone kind of like bows with respect as he walks in and kind of moves out of his way and he takes a seat at like a high-backed official looking chair by the podium the altar and he pulls out a symbol of the maker from around his neck and then he feels in his pockets and stops and looks confused and pulls out the note okay uh so what the divine reads is no prayer can protect you from the likes of us with the symbol of the king underneath he looks at it he frowns he checks his pocket again he looks at it again and then looks up and kind of squints examining the crowd Dorian, I think, is going to, at this point, quickly look away and pretend to be in prayer. I have actually sat behind Lucinia because I want to hear what she's talking about. Lucinia is um, is talking with this woman with the shaved head, and um, you, you hear her actually address the woman as the Benedict. And she she's saying... Yes, I think my crew is doing all right. They're coming for daily prayers, and I think I'm, it's keeping their spirits up. Some strange things have been happening along my ship recently, and, of course, with the death of the beast, everyone's spirits have been a little low, but it helps to have regular prayers. They really boost morale, and uh, and she she's just like, it just seems like she's checking in with this fellow priestess. Okay. And I'm going to roll for the divine to see if he recognizes any unfamiliar faces in the crowd. Should I roll for deception at all for, for the whole prayer thing? Yeah, go for it. Uh-oh, I should never have rolled. <laughs> Natural one. You are a fool! Oh, no. He's squinting along the Dude, crowd and then dead. stops and stands up and starts walking purposefully down the aisle towards you, Dorian. What do you do? Um, I think Dorian is... 
Well, since, oh, God, what's he gonna do? Well, well, Leah kind of figures out what Dorian's gonna do. Well, as soon as he starts to stand up, Azazel starts slinking down in his chair because he's like not ready to deal with this. Mm-hmm. He walks right past you. Sigh of relief. Fixated I, on I relax him. tremendously. He's fixated on Dorian. I think uh, Dorian is going to sigh quietly to himself and uh, attempt to change gears from a prayer that he probably clearly doesn't really know. Like, he's kind of shifting his eyes and trying to... He's not doing the, the correct acts or anything like this guy is used to seeing. So instead, he shifts gears, um, giving up, not realizing he's already been spotted and failing, and kind of, like, pretending to have his eyes tear up and wiping them. Almost like he is distraught over something. The divine stops at the end of the pew you're sitting in and shouts, You there! I don't recognize your face. Are you part of this congregation? Uh, today, at least, I, I've i recently gotten bad news. And this was the only place I could think of. He squints and says, You are not a cult spy, are you? I am mourning the loss of a loved one here. Why would you accuse of such- Look at me, he says, staring staring down Dorian. Does Dorian look up to look at him? He makes a show of- um, Doesn't he look like an old wiping... man right now? Me? Yeah. No. Didn't you disguise yourself? <laughs> I was making a joke. I was making a joke. It's more so I imagine this kid- it, It's a younger kid. I imagine him with like- but he doesn't Probably, look like himself, at the very least. He doesn't look like himself. Okay. He he looks like a very plain-looking, like, younger kid, essentially. Somebody cool. whose face you've seen a thousand times. So it was a little cool. too much like the kid that we met in the market. So, Maybe? Dorian, look, you, you look up at him. Make a deception roll for how good uh, fake crying you're doing. Okay. <laughs> a little bit better, but not, not much. Hold on, let me check something. A nine. You're lucky. You're very lucky. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. You, <laughs> you see him squint, trying to analyze as to whether you're putting on an act or not, and then somehow satisfied, his face, um, he, he straightens up and says, Fear not, child. The maker heals all wounds in time. Thank you. But hearing that helps. Join us in our congregation in prayer, and I am sure your spirits will be lifted. I... I think you're right. I already, I already can feel his holiness with me. That's the spirit boy, and he uh, he turns and stalks over to the uh, to the altar to begin leading a noontime prayer session. What the fuck is his holiness? They don't call the maker that. Oh, yeah. Did, that's... You, did you whisper that to Zazel or think, to Dorian? No, I think he just whispers that under his breath. Oh, also, Lucinia is like, she stopped talking to the benediction and has turned to look over her shoulder with a frown at, uh, at Dorian. And, uh, I but think she, she sees Azazel. But she doesn't recognize Dorian, so she just sees Azazel. She, she doesn't recognize Dorian, but she, she sees Azazel and she, like, she smiles and, like, gives you a little wave. I wave sheepishly. All right, brother. I think that uh, think that whatever that thing is should be up here soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure you're loaded and ready to go. He checks his gun again 
I, I break open the brake action of my revolver and I make a show of reloading it. You only shot one bullet. Doesn't I know. Have, doesn't it have like six bullets? Or yeah, it's got six bullets. Casings? Rambler, you're, you're, it's like a removable cylinder type thing, so. Your, your gun is pretty advanced, especially compared to the, the other revolvers we've seen. So it, it looks pretty flashy. You two kind of dash through the catacombs, and you hear you hear shouting, uh, a few more gunshots, then like a slamming noise, and then someone screaming, and the screaming just continues as you hear, "Oh God! Oh God! He's eating him!" Ah! Rambler, you and this other guy both dash to either side of a corridor and peek down, and you can see the like flickering of a lantern that's fallen on the ground and shattered. So there's just this, like, pool of fire that's luckily not spreading, but, like, flickering. And in this flickering light, you can see it reflecting off blood on the wall and a small room ahead with a bunch of, like, stacked crates and boxes. Stacked crates and boxes? Must be a shipment. Wonder why this thing is coming all the way down here. The the man says, looks like maybe it was chasing something. What do you think, what do you think is in those boxes? I think it wouldn't hurt to take a look. I'd agree, but I I don't know if I want to head down there. And you see, you can just see in like the flickering light, a man's hand lying, hand like palm up behind one of the boxes. You know, that is entirely fair. I'm going to head down there and take a look. If you can just watch this corridor, make uh, sure no one else comes in. I think that would be plenty. And if maker forbid something does come, that thing is still there and it gets me. Someone needs to make sure. Well... It doesn't make it out. He takes a shaky breath and nods and says, Oh, okay, I'll, I'll watch our backs. Hey, good luck. Uh, wh- what, what's your name? People around here call me Rambler. And you? I'm, uh, I'm Charlie. Or Charles. Charles, I like that. Good, good luck, Rambler. Thank you kindly. No way, we're, we're gonna make it out of this. He feel like he, he manages to get like a, a little bit of a smile and nods and says, Yeah, we will. Uh, you're gonna walk down the corridor? Yeah, I'm walking down the corridor. Uh, you turn the corner and you see these stacked boxes and crates. You see a few chests. And further in is a room with a door that's been broken open. The room is like, it, it has a little arched hallway to it. And then it leads to a domed circular room that you can't really see into from here. And... On the ground here are two bodies. Uh, one of them is just splayed out in a pool of blood. The other is breathing, like labored breathing, their hand on their gun, looking up at you with like wide, terrified eyes. It doesn't look like he can move. I, I say quietly, like, like I say to myself, what have you done, Slim? Uh, and then I notice the body and walk over to it and say, calm, calm down, brother, calm down. Gonna be just fine, just let me know wh- which, which way did it go? Well, um, it, it, uh, uh, stay, stay with me. Mr. Ornstein, we, we came in with the shipment, Dragon's Breath and Gold, just like he asked, and then, and then it, it came in with a, full of blood, bodies in its wake. Sounds like a nightmare. He didn't, he didn't stand a chance. Where's, where's Ornstein? Is, is he okay? He, the man's face goes even paler, and his eyes go wide, and he just shakes his head a little bit. Well, I'm sorry that you had to see that, and make her help you. The man's eyes kind of glaze over, and it looks like he loses consciousness. I'm just gonna let him go. I, I doubt that my medical expertise would be enough to save him, even if it was, I'm not sure, uh... 
I'm not sure if uh, saving him is the right use of time here. Yeah. Are you going to walk into that dark room? Oh, yeah. You step in, and you immediately... Well, uh, make a make a perception check. I rolled myself an eight. Okay. Uh, there's a lot to see in this room, but it's dark, and it's only lit up with the flash of gunpowder as someone shouts and fires their gun at you. You know what? That... That that's fine. Uh, I'll I'll take the they hit. They get a they get a seven to hit. Seven does not beat my AC of eleven. The shot goes completely wide. Whoa! What are you doing? Get it! Get away! I'm not getting eaten. Do do I look like some sort of eye beast? The the man shouts and tosses his gun to the side and pulls out a knife and takes like two steps to run across I'm, the room I'm, towards I'm you. What do you do, him. Rambler? I'm just gonna fucking cap this guy. Do it. Roll that to hit and damage. Ooh, net one. This thing misfires. Ooh, there, there's like a, there's like a, and the shoddy craftsmanship. I, I take out my wheeler, but I'm guessing that uh, I can't shoot twice in one turn. Yeah, the man lunges at you, and you see he has like black glue, black goo splattered on him, and this just like completely crazed, maddened look in his eyes. Lovely. He swipes at you with a knife for a for a nineteen to hit. Nineteen beats my icing. He gets that hit in, dealing you four damage as he just, like, slices it across, like, across the Rambler's arm. Ah! Uh, I try to keep my, like, I try to keep this as quiet as possible, although a gunshot did go off. Uh, I'm hoping that my good friend watching the door isn't gonna come in, but we'll see. Uh, so the dude's just right on me now, right? How, how injured does he look? He, he looks unsteady on his feet, like a good blow would just knock him over. But he's, like, crazed and flailing with the knife. I hope this works. Uh, I kind of, like, flick my sleeve and a small jar comes out and I just kind of toss the jar at him. Uh, I am casting the cantrip Infestation. Uh, if you can make a DC 10 constitution saving throw, that would be great. Uh-oh. That's a critical fail. All right. Uh, the damage is 1d6 poison uh, as a small swarm of insects just bites and gnaws at him. These insects, uh, well, it's a dark room. And I'm the only one here other than this guy, so if people want a description, I can give it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just some nondescript insects that have too many eyes and too many limbs. Ooh. Roll your 1d6 damage. It is a 4. Okay. The man screams and flails as they, like, start biting him everywhere, and he crumbles to the ground, gasping as he's swarmed by these creatures, and finally he falls to the ground with a, with a few more grunts of pain and lies still. I was only trying to help. Rambler, you're still bleeding from your knife wound, and you look around. This room is a little too dark to see anything properly. Uh, that's fine. I have dark vision with 120 feet of range. Oh, okay. Uh, so you, you blink and focus, and uh, in black and white, the room comes to life. And you see... Uh, you see something mysterious. Um, there's a desk with a quill and paper and a bunch of, uh, like, a bunch of sheets of paper and a black book that has a a title on it that just says, The Black Book. And lying on the ground in front of that desk is just a single boot. You also notice there is a crack in the ceiling, like a, a crevice, that doesn't look wide enough for someone like you to squeeze through. Did Slim really go through that crack? God damn it. You can just feel the faintest breeze. I'm I'm, I'm making the assumption that Slim went up through there. I'm going to go look at that uh, nice black book. You open it up and it is a book of debts. 
Debts and dirt. Leverage. Well, uh, I think I'll be taking this. It's unconventional, Slim, but I guess he got the jab done. Uh, has my gun been warm at all during this? Let me roll something. Yes. For how much of this? The later half. Alright, then I retract my previous statement. Got it. Yeah, once you pick up the black book, the gun cools down. You then hear footsteps, and someone say, By the maker. And then a silhouette in the room. Rambler, you in there? It's dark. Rambler? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, got the book of debts, but it doesn't look like Hornstein made it out of here. Pretty sure he attacked me Shit, half crazed. Uh, had some sort of bugs on him. Looks like he took care of him before I could. What in the world? Y you hurt? I, I'm, I'm kind of like clutching my knife wound, and I say, I'll manage. All right, come on, let's let's get out of here. I'm. Wait a minute. And you you hear him move over, and like a creak as a chest opens, and the man say, "Oh, holy shit!" There was something in the records about uh, well, the shipments were said something about gold, and also about dragons. Oh, better breath. than gold. Yeah, it's the dragon's breath, huh? Yeah, man, look at this. He goes up and he shows you a small chest that's just full of like red like uh stringy plants well i think uh i think we'll be fine if maybe our crews split this hall i don't think anyone's gonna miss Orenstein from the way he was described to me shakes his head and he says you're damn right hey uh maybe we can uh say there was some kind of infestation something uh some kind of creature we found down here that took him out for us right so we didn't break any of the neutral ground laws i mean that sounds like exactly what happens Alright, you know how much this shit sells for. And uh, he shuts the crate and picks up another chest and looks in and goes, Oh, hot damn! In that one is copper and silver and gold. I reckon we should each get some of our crews down here to help move this out. Don't think we'll be able to carry it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We, uh, we might want to clean up the bodies a little too. Yeah, let's keep this out of the, uh, well, whatever authority they've got right here. At least for yeah. the time being. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, let's get to work. Uh, and so you and Charles uh, kind of divvy up the loot? Yep. I, we each get about half. Uh, I, I'm i pretty sure this will be... Like, this is a pretty good haul for us. Because uh, this dude was collecting a lot of debts. So even with just half, yes. feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, it's it's not going to be... It's not going to be uh, anything to sneeze at. Let me... Uh... I'll have to roll up how much how much actual loot you got, but uh, it'll definitely be some good shit. Also, did uh, did Ornstein? I'm guessing that we searched some of the bodies. Any of them have anything particularly nice, or was it all just? It's mostly Ornstein, is what I'm wondering. Uh, you didn't find Ornstein's body. Actually. Oh, really? Man, I thought that the man that attacked me was him. The man that attacked you just looked like a normal sailor. Uh, the only thing that would have. Yeah, but the normal sailor had both of his boots. Oh, and we saw... Okay, so there's a... And you found one boot in front of the oh, uh, the bookkeeping uh, well, desk. Well, uh, I think that my running theory is now that uh, Slim ate Orenstein. Is there, any, uh, is there anything here to back that up? Uh, there was a man screaming, oh, oh, by the... Or, oh, by the maker, he's eating him, or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Sometimes you just hungry. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> oh, extremely true. 
Oh, God. Okay, so. uh, I'm also going to... I think that I mostly leave... I think I'm going to grab a uh, sister and brief her on what exactly happened. Like, first thing, first, I think roughly ten minutes, we get out of the sewers, uh, we, we go to our different crews, I go to sister and I say, can can you can, can you make sure we get all the loot out of here? Uh, took down a lone shark, well, found the holds of a lone shark. Uh, looks like something attacked their place, but opportunity of a lifetime, eh? Uh, I'm gonna try to find... Ow. Slim has been gone for a bit, so I'm gonna try to figure out what happened to him. Okay, yeah, uh, she's just gonna, like, go along with it without question and start dividing the hall. Cool, and I'm just gonna try to find Slim, uh, for my best approximation of where that, uh, where that crevasse led to. Uh, okay, I'm also gonna say there is, you have another inscription on your gun. Uh, tiny, tiny little letters, uh, like a serial marker along the barrel. Yep. Are you gonna message this one to me, or is everyone gonna, uh... Uh, I'll, I'll message it to you. Last, last time I think we got, we got like a, like, it was on screen, like we got an over your shoulder as you read it, but this time, um, we just see Slit, or we just see the Rambler notice it, and like, take a brief look, and then see his expression, his reaction, and then he walks away. Is it anything good, jo I hope it's good news. Uh, it's that. So what, what's the Rambler, what do we see on the Rambler's expression as he reads the inscription? Uh, he just kind of like, gives a solemn... As solemn as the Rambler can get, uh, a solemn look, and he says, Not quite sure yet. Okay, so he's doing a, his sermon right now, his noon sermon. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm assuming this whole time he's kind of got his eyes on Dorian. Yeah, he keeps like glancing over the... the the crowd and looking over at Dorian, making sure he's listening. Okay, I'm gonna uh, try to stand and walk out. Uh, wait, before that, he's standing on like a raised platform, right? Uh, yeah, okay. he's standing on like a, a raised dais with like an altar, um, an altar to the maker, and like a little podium for him to talk on. Okay, I'm gonna stand and walk out of the building during the sermon. Yeah. Okay, you get you get a few unpleasant looks, but uh, manage to manage to just walk out un unperturbed. Okay, I want to walk to the back of the building. Mm -hmm. Is there anywhere in the back of the building that I can um, get underneath this like shab? You said this is like kind of like a shoddily built. It's hastily constructed. Yes. Yeah. Can I get, is there anywhere I can get underneath of this hastily constructed building? Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah, there, there's like some like scaffolding areas where they like didn't fully put paneling on the, on the ground or like it's slightly raised to let it like drain for rain and things like that. I'm gonna kinda... Though there isn't exactly rain within the maelstrom despite the name. I'm going to crawl underneath of it and I'm going to go try to get right underneath like i'll listen out for his voice because i'm assuming it's very booming and that you can hear it almost from outside completely okay this is definitely going to take a roll okay uh there are like rats and insects and all kinds of creepy crawly critters some like native sky ocean like tendril monster just like kind of scurries away as you crawl through azazel make a mm. I guess just make a stealth check. 17. 
yeah. Okay. Yeah. You successfully get to you gauge like about where you think the the altar and the uh, the priest at the podium is. Uh, I want to try to find something loose. I want to try to knock the the altar loose and see if I can knock it down. Mm, there is some. I mean, the the floor is made out of planks, but they're all like nailed in. There isn't anything like obviously shoddy here. Um, the floor is pretty important. Obviously, you can see kind of cracks in the slats that you can look up and see his. Any kind uh, of like support, like see his feet. Anything like holding it up, support, even anything where I can't. Maybe I won't knock the whole thing down, but it'll like so it'll start to slant. It'll like some part of it will drop and slant. Yeah, yeah. You find a little like support structure. You could you could try to saw through. Uh, I'm gonna pull out. Uh, okay. Um. So I have I have. A dagger. Uh, well, I have a couple of daggers, but I'm trying to. Decide. It's gonna take a hot minute to cut through like a wooden support with a dagger. Yeah, I'm gonna try it anyways. Okay, you start to like slowly carve through it. Yeah, I'm trying to just. I'm I'm trying to do something, uh, to kind of like get this out on the table. I'm trying to do something that will. Uh, kind of be like a little prank kind of thing that's going to offset him because i know this is kind of what dorian was trying to get done and uh but dorian can't do jack shit right now okay it it looks like you're, you're like trying to carve through this with your dagger and it's kind of tedious and like like you keep getting interrupted by having to like shoo away rats and other critters and uh it it looks like it's it's you might be doing this until like the end of his sermon that's perfect. If I can time it just for the end of his sermon, that's perfect. All right, cool. Uh, and Dorian, are you doing anything special? Do you need me to roll anything, by the way? Yeah, make an attack roll. Oh, an attack roll. Since, since Dorian is, Ooh. like, Dorian notices that Zazel is uh, um, gone, and he is being consistently watched, unless you want me to do perception for the, the watching aspect of it. Oh, he's, he's, he's keeping his eye on you. Yeah, Dorian knows he can't do anything in particular at the moment, so he's just kind of playing up the fact that I am a sad individual and need need a higher power to help me through my time. I rolled a 19 plus right. 4, or plus 5. Oh, you succeeded the very unreasonably high DC for chopping through solid wood with your dagger. Um... I also have a scimitar, but I thought is... that would be less of a good idea, because it would have been more <laughs> awkward. That would have been pretty awkward. Uh, you're in, like, a crawl space. Um, as you're finishing up, I think Azazel has, like, the foresight to, like, readjust himself so that when the plank does, like, slip and fall, it doesn't fall on him. Right, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm getting ready because I need to get out from underneath the building as quickly as possible because if uh, someone comes to check what the hell caused that, I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so you're you're like chopping through and you get it like cut so there's like a solid wedge out of it and any minute now if the if the divine shifts his weight it's going to crack and the plank is going to like slant downward. Um hopefully make it fall you, over, you, but I won't know that. You see feet uh on the outside behind the building as two people walk out, and then you hear uh you hear one of them say, Hey, got a light? Uh, and two people are out on a smoke break behind Ooh. the building where you are. Yeah, shit. 
What do you do? Uh Oh god, 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 oh god. Um I'm gonna look to the sides of the buildings. Um are there any kind of ways to escape on either side? Not easily. You gotta go out the back. The same way you came in. Okay, uh fuck, okay, um <laughs> Oh god TikTok. Yeah, exactly. I think I think because Jordan can't think of anything to do, I think mm-hmm. uh, Zazel freezes in panic when this happens. Just freeze. Okay. Uh, uh, Dorian, you're. Cu- if you come oh, yeah. back to me in a little bit, I will. I will maybe have an idea. But. Okay. Cool. Uh, Dorian, you're watching as the as the divine kind of comes to like the the roaring end of his sermon, shouting, you know, about the the grace of the of. The one true God, the maker, who in their divine wisdom as the Lord of the heavens sent down seven apostles, seven saints to, and then there's like a, and the, like a a section of the boards that the maker's standing on, or sorry, not the maker, uh, the divine, uh, like drop down and slant, and he loses his balance. Uh, and with a thud, he stumbles and the the whole congregation like gasps as he he kind of drops out of sight behind the podium and then staggers back to his feet muttering oh god's damn shoddy construction what is this and staggers and the congregation kind of like shout like what's going on uh and lucinia turns around notices azazel's gone and shakes her head and stands up and starts to walk out uh, are they still out back smoking? Out of curiosity, like, um, how far away is Dorian from the sky? Like, in the pews and stuff like that? Uh, you're pretty far away. You're, like, 50 feet. Got it. Okay. And the Divine seems pretty distracted right now. Yeah. I think, um, how, out of curiosity, so, hypothetically, um, how, for, for prestidigitation, I know it has a range of 10 feet, however, with... You can make sensory effects such as noises. Could noises potentially travel greater than 10 feet? Or is it restricted to that that set? Uh, prestigitation itself has a range, right? 10 feet. Oh, so you have to be within 10 feet of the object to cast it? I. It's kind of iffy because I don't know if it needs to be like... Because it says you can create a sense... Uh, a uh, a sensory effect essentially but I don't know like if you have a sound if it only extends to 10 feet from that starting point or if it would travel like normal sound or what um because I'm wondering if the location I, I'm at could potentially cast it at 10 feet closer and would he potentially still hear a sensory effect hold on quick you create okay you create one of the following magical effects within range. I think the noise is not loud enough to be heard very far away. Got it. Okay, good to know. So I yeah, think yeah. if if everything is distracted, uh, or like if he's distracted, Dorian is going to slink away. And as soon as he's outside and out of sight from people, he's going to change his disguise to a different uh, individual. Okay. Uh, as you slink out, you see Lucinia walking around back to the rear of the, uh, the rear of the church. And Azazel, you see another set of feet in the robes of the maker appear. <clears throat> and Lucinia say, having a smoke break, boys. Oh, thank God. The, the two of them look over and say, yo, what's going on? We 
heard things, uh, Lucinia says. Ah, just a, uh, um, structural integrity problem. You should probably go back in. And they kind of look at each other and, well, you can't really see this, but you see the feet move and one of them drop a cigarette and stamp it out. And they say, what do you mean, structural integrity problem? And Lucinia just shrugs and says, the divine is in a bit of distress. You should go be with the congregation. And after a pause, they both turn and say, all right. And she says, I'll take care of the problem. And they walk away. And Dorian, you see two, like, kind of burly guys wearing Priest of the Maker robes walk past you and back in. Uh, I, I, I heard Lu, uh, Lucinia's voice, right? Yes. You you see someone who is unmistakably Lucinia. They're, like, golden hair pooling on the ground as they, like, kneel down and look under the church and squint. It doesn't look like she can see you in the dark. Hello? Is anyone down there? Yeah. It, Lucinia, it's it's thank you. Uh, I'm going to crawl out from under the platform. Is that you, Azazel? Uh, and you crawl out, and she she puts her hand out to help you up. I will take it. Uh, well, no, she, I won't. You don't? No. Okay, you just ignore it. Well, sorry, I, I don't like um, I don't like being touched, so if you'll forgive oh. my rudeness. Oh, that's right. I think at ah. this point, Dorian turns the corner and says to those two, Ozzy, we need to move. Uh, she turns and goes, who the hell are you? And is immediately suspicious. He just raises a brow and um, he looks different from um, from before, but I doubt anyone else says Ozzy. <laughs> mm-hmm. He tells her, a friend of Azazel over here, but... It's Dorian. What? That's not Dorian. He gives you a warning look. <laughs> uh, I don't... We need to move. She puts her hands on her hips and says, What the hell is going on here? You're pulling a very dangerous stunt. Yeah, we should leave. Uh, we should go back Those to the ship. Those two thugs had come. What's your angle, Azazel? Us helping Dorian. Do what? Embarrass the divine? Kind of. I don't really know what his point is. I just know that he was doing something and it had something to do with the divine and, 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 and uh, uh, scaring him. You know this could get you killed, right? The Divine has a mark. The Charter gave it to him. It means he can shoot anyone he doesn't like, regardless of being on Independence or not. I don't know how he got it, or why he got it, or even if it's real, but it's real enough for a lot of people here to not want to mess with that's him. Why and we you, should, that's exactly what you're that's doing. That's why we should leave right now. We should go, like, leave right now so that he doesn't catch us. Come on, Azazel, let's go. All right, all right, all right. Go, just be careful. And you hear out in the front the divine stumble out shouting, Sabotage! Goddamn. Is there a way out of this alley that doesn't lead us to the front of the church? Yes, but you're going to have to be sneaky. Okay. Let's do it. That's the only way because somebody here delayed us not saying any names, Lucinia. Uh, Lucinia says, go, go, I'll make a distraction. And uh, she darts around the the other edge of the, uh, the building. Okay. Lucinia dies. So stealth checks. Yeah, uh, both of you roll roll stealth checks, uh, just flat, and we'll see we'll see if you succeed. All right, my one second. I gotta move shit around on my desk because my desk keeps running into shit. I got a four plus five. What's the roll? I got a nine. Stealth. 
Not great. I rolled a 19. 17 plus 2. Very nice. Okay. With Lucinia walking up, shouting at, at the divine, making some excuse about the creatures of the sky ocean, like chewing through the foundations, and it was only a matter of time, uh, you two managed to get away. And with that, I think you two head back to the guest house. Sure. Yeah. That's Azazel wanted to idea. go back to the ship. Excuse you. Well, that was I forgot yeah, that we were I, staying I, in the guest I'm house. Not done. <laughs> the mysterious guest house. Look, man. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. Uh, as as they're moving, Dorian whispers, "I don't think we've done enough yet." What? What? How? He got that note, and then his thing collapsed. He's gonna be on edge. We did plenty. Yeah. We can't do more. We literally cannot be seen by him again. Dory, do you want us to both die? I'm not attempting to die. I'm attempting to go and send a message. And I don't think the message was fully sent. The message yet. was fully sent. Are you dumb? What the hell are you thinking? Sending another note, making sure he absolutely knows that it's connected. Not just just infrastructural damage or Leviathans chewing through the floorboards. I just put, like, so much on the line. I, I, you're on your own. I appreciate the help. I just feel like there's one more thing we should do. I can't risk that. I won't ask you to, then. I just, one more thing. And that's, and then I'll call it good for myself. Then be safe. And I walk away back to the back to the house because I've already been gone long enough without having told my brother where I was going yeah I hope he hasn't been like sad right. and okay. and I'm not getting myself killed without having told my brother where I was going so wait both of you are heading back to the guest no, house? no just me Dorian I think is going to wander the streets and stuff and wait a bit more until it's darker maybe keep an eye out to keep tabs of where the divine is wandering and such, but okay. he would be changing disguises every so often and never looking like himself. Got it. By now, Dorian, you've been wearing the amulet long enough. You know how it works, as you have now attuned to it. I've completely forgotten I was wearing that still. <laughs> uh, do you want its info? Yes. Yes, I would love to. Maybe it'll help with the final plan. It is called the Am the Amulet of the Yellow Eye. Uh, you can add it to your sheet. It is a wondrous magic item that requires attunement. Uh, once per long rest, the wearer can speak the command word, mask, and see from the eye as if it was one of their own for 10 minutes, no matter where the amulet is. So Terrifying. I can, so basically I can spy on people. Remote surveillance. I hate that. As long as you can... Hide the amulet in the room. That was a bad gift. I shouldn't have given that. I don't trust Dorian That's with that. That's a wonderful gift. How come Azazel never gets any gifts? How come only Dorian gets gifts? How come Dorian doesn't have to apologize? <laughs> Good fucking question. I already apologized to the brother, okay? But you... <laughs> the Rambler already got a gift from Dorian. Yeah, I got you a gift. That's true. No prompting, true. no nothing. I... I left it. I was very thoughtful. That was a session one thing that happened, and I had that written down for a long time. Dorian left no yeah, indication that's... that it was him. The book just appeared. Yeah, he once, did. Well, no, once Rambler that figures it out. Once yeah. Rambler figures it out, but Rambler has not. 
Yep. Who could have the initials DD? Speaking of speaking of Rambler, uh, Rambler, you you search the town and are unable to find uh unable to find Slim. Uh, partially it's because there's no obvious trail to follow anymore. Like no one's talking about like, oh, I saw a monster. It went this way. Uh, everyone's just like walking around. You know, nothing nothing weirds going on. Um, and, uh, when the Rambler, like, eventually finds that Slim, at least for now, it looks like he doesn't want to be found, uh, do you head back to the guest house? Yeah, I'll head back to the guest house. Uh, when you get, you get back as Azazel is coming back. And, uh, Rambler, I think it's, I think it's time to divide up the loot. Let me tell you what you, what you earned. Well, uh, hi there, Azazel. Hey. You, uh, you good? You look, kinda look a bit, uh, harrowed. You too. Guess it was a pretty eventful day for both of us. Guess so. What'd you go through? Uh, followed, uh... Is there anyone around us? Are we in, like, a big room or not? Uh, you're in the guest house, but because there's basically a party going on here 24-7, you can speak, like, relatively quietly to each other and no one will really know. I kind of gesture to a table near the back and I say, uh, want to talk for a few minutes about what went on today? Yes. Yeah. Also, there is, there's a lot of chatter and like people walking around and, and talking animatedly and toasting each other and buying rounds of drinks because it was just announced that a, uh, a treasure hall is being divided between the crews of the, uh, CLS Phoebe's Revenge, your ship. And the crew of the, hold on, I believe it's called the Risk Reward? The Risk Runner. The Risk Runner. No, it's called the CLS No Pain, No Gain. Uh, oh, that is a ship name. Which is, which is the crew of the, uh, the, famous pi- or the famous pirate captain, The Plan, uh, who is a, um, a... Of uh, one of the kind council. Of, oh god, I'm so glad I didn't shoot yes, that first one, mate one now. <laughs> or that that crew member. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, Charles. Charles is like really happy with you and like keeps keeps buying drinks and saying to the Rambler. Um. Yeah. It's 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 a whole it's a whole thing. You guys are splitting up a bunch of money in Dragon's Breath, and uh, everyone's in high spirits. So nobody's really paying attention as you take you take uh, Azazel to the side to talk. So uh, I went out today with uh, Charlie over there. Uh, I, I, he, I, I imagine he's just singing a fucking sea shanty in the middle of the bar with like a bunch of the crews. Uh, Hell yes. And turns out uh, we were going after, well, we went into the sewers. Uh, and it looks like some sort of star spawn monster. I say it in a way like where Azazel should be able to, you know, a star spawn monster. Uh down there ended up uh well dealing with a lone shark and we ended up picking up uh, a lot of the things he was transporting okay uh are you are you referring to and I, <laughs> you said it in like a very specific way so uh, are you referring to to to, to... yes oh, okay uh speaking of which you seen everyone, anyone from the, uh... Well, I guess, what, what what have you been doing today? 
pulling a prank on a famous pirate captain. Just doing this for fun? What's the, uh, sand game here? I don't actually fully know. It was kind of for Dorian. I go on. Uh, I don't know. That's that's about all the information I really have, honestly. You're not going to let me know how it went? Oh, Dorian slid a note in his pocket and I caused the... Uh, and I glance around, suddenly realizing what I'm about to say. I caused his... uh. The, 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 the thing that he stood on when he was giving a sermon to fall. In the middle of a sermon? Yeah, his name's like the Divine. I, I like you. <laughs> I knew I liked you. Uh, so let me guess, he's the, uh, he's the one who claims that he's got a special connection with the Maker? Does things in his name? I guess. I honestly don't know a whole lot about what specifically is going on with this situation. Dorian just needed it done, I guess. You didn't look into the guy at all first? No, not really. Should I have? Yeah, of course. You want to make sure what's going to get under his skin if you're planning on leaving an impact. Figure out what exactly he likes, doesn't like. I think I did a good enough job at that anyways. I mean, yeah, Sermon's a pretty good bet. God, that must have been really funny to watch. I didn't get to see it. I almost got caught. You almost got caught? Yeah. Well, glad you made it out. Would have been a lot quieter here without you and your brother. Well, your brother would still be here. Wait, did you tell your brother? Was your brother there? No, he's... No, he's probably still in his room. Well, I guess maybe you should check on him. Yeah. I was actually on my way to do that when I ran into you. Oh, well, sorry for holding you up. That's not quite like that. No, that's fine. I get it. Uh, I'll be out here for a while longer, so... Yeah, I'll, I'll go check on him and then maybe come out and we can... I don't know. Talk about whatever the f- kind of money we just earned. Yeah, it looks like a pretty nice haul. I think we got pretty you lucky. Earned us. You want to hear the deets? Yes. As I walk off, Joe, you can tell the, the deets. The deets. The deets. Okay. Um, so... You are splitting up the money, and here's what it comes out to. Uh, You find 70 gold pieces worth of dragon's breath, 2,100 copper pieces, 1,050 silver pieces, and another 70 gold pieces. And this is split evenly between the two crews. How many gold pieces? 70? Wait, so how many do we each get, Joe? No, Dorian doesn't get shit. Uh, that's going to require a lot of math. So first we divide it in half because uh, the the crew of the No Pain, No Gain are taking their cut. So you get 45 GP worth of Dragon's Breath, another 45 GP, no, sorry, 35 GP, another 35 GP of just gold, uh, 525 SP, and 1,050 uh, copper pieces. So what does that come down to per player? Please, Joe, do the math for us. Yes. Uh, give me a sec. It also depends on how you want to divide up the dragon's breath. Because, like, you'll probably need to fence it, or you could keep some. How much uh, dragon's up breath is it? Uh, 35 gold pieces worth, which is, Holy like, shit. a lot. That's it's, like, a, lot. a few a few chests of dragon's breath. I'll just, uh, I'll deal with that. 
Yeah, probably should have, uh, probably should have mentioned earlier, uh, got a lot of dragon's breath out of this, so. So, hey, we can keep some of it. I'm sure you're not the only person on the crew who likes it. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay, so you guys got a total of 98 gold if you add up all the copper and silver and gold, uh, and then 35 gold of dragon's breath. So the 98 gold divided among the crew, uh, there are 50 members of the crew, uh, and just for just for convenience sake, that is including the PCs. Uh, the captain gets an extra cut, uh, so everyone's gonna get. Oh, geez, uh, everyone's gonna get. Oh, this is math. This is too much math for me. <laughs> just so you're like, I was a goddamn English major. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll I'll get back to you guys, but. Everyone, well, <laughs> this was rolled for. I had to roll for your treasure hoard, son. Um, yeah. Uh, so the the biggest question is, what are you gonna do with your? I'm trying to get thirty five GP of dragons. I'm trying to get enough. Uh, so I think that we're going to keep. Let's say we keep five golds worth of it. Does that sound good? That's exactly how much. No wait, hold on. I had like a, I had like a gold of it, which was like five uses. So. I'm assuming that there's more than just Azazel who uses Dragon's Breath on the ship. Uh, so I think it'll be like just a boon to morale if we keep some. But I think keeping all of it is a bit excessive. So let's say between 5 and 10 gold. Uh, I think that would be good. Okay. So let's say say 5 golds worth just to start out. Unless uh, Azazel really wants more. Unless Azazel's really, no, really Jones. It's not that big of a deal. I was just joking. I was like, why only... Why would it be excessive to take it all? Because <laughs> I want money. Just let me know how much I get in the end for the leftovers no, you since don't, I'm gone for this D- whole Dorian thing. doesn't get any. Oh. No gold for God, Dorian. you guys are just really mean towards Dorian, just constantly ostracizing him and not letting him do anything. Look, man, bit. it's not our fault Dorian's an ostrich. Everyone gets one gold and eight silver, but the captain... Gets nine gold and eight silver. Oh my god! I only got a gold. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't the buy captain, shit with a gold. Captain, the crew, the crew makes it very clear that that extra eight gold is for the ship, like yep. taking care of the ship, getting a kareen, getting provisions, all that stuff. Um, and I literally last wrote but not least, twenty-one the, plus eight gold for my total gold amount. Yeah. The 30 more GP is divided among the crew, so... Uh, one second. Joe's like, so much math. Ah. Everyone everyone gets a further six silver uh, when you divide up the Dragon's Breath and keep five extra GP of Dragon's Breath. So the total, everyone gets two gold and four silver, and the ship's coffers gain eight gold and five GP's worth of Dragon's Breath. Got it. Yeah, I have two gold now. What time do we want to take our uh, lunch break and then continue? Never. Uh, I think now would be a good time, and then when we come back, it'll be time for the meeting of captains. Oh. Is there any other extra time prior to the meeting that Dorian could go and do the final thing or not? Nah? Uh, if it's something small, but I want to keep up the pace. That is fair. Yeah, um, we've, I can we don't want to have another session where we're just putting off. And see if what I have maybe in mind work. We don't want to have another session, though, of just putting off. Yeah, no. It's very small. And if it doesn't work, I'm just going to let, yeah, let it be. be bygones. Yep. Just target them after the meeting, you know? I'm just not letting bygones okay, be bygones. Okay, so 
I have I have the final total. Everyone gets two point four gold. The ship gains eight gold and five GP worth of dragon's breath. Of course, the ship's gold is up to the captain on where to spend, but the crew is assuming it goes back into the ship and keeping it running. Yep, that's uh, that's where it's going to be going. So not a huge haul, but you had to divide it between uh, between the two crews. Uh, no, Joe, I'm 50, used to not getting people. any gold in your campaign, so it's not a big deal. Hi, hello, and welcome back to Tempting Fate, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. I am your imaginary friend and player of Azazel, Jordan Page. With me are my friends Joseph, the Dum Dum Mister, Leanne as Dorian, Tori as Adele, Max Landy as the Rambler, and Elliot Waters as Slim. And unfortunately, Tori was busy babysitting this session, and Elliot was only able to join us at the end. The atmospheric audio from this session is from uh, tabletopaudio.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. As Azazel and the Rambler chat, and the crews of the CLS Phoebe's Revenge and the CLS No Pain No Gain party and divide the loot in the background... We cut to Dorian, who is still snooping around the divine in disguise, and we get a little montage of the uh, of Dorian passing by the divine and like strange noises occurring, or the divine like looking in a pool of water and seeing his reflection doing something sinister, and then looking back up. I wouldn't uh, say sinister. I was describing it as winking or. Just- yeah, doing, doing a lot weird. of gestures that Not Dorian naked. himself has seen. Dorian, I need you to make a stealth check and a spellcasting check. Got it. Uh, keep in mind, I also wrote in my notes that he, every hour need be, he changes disguises. Yeah. If that this affects. Is, yeah, this isn't going to be whether you get caught. It's going to be how effective the scare tactics are. Sounds good. So first disguise. Uh. Stealth and then spellcasting. Just your spellcasting modifier plus your proficiency. So stealth, he had a ten. Okay, and then. How did I roll on two different dice and eight each time? So the other one is for uh, it was. Charisma plus proficiency. Your spellcasting. Oh, my spellcasting ability. So that's eight plus five is. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Cool, okay. By the end of the day, the Divine is definitely looking a little twitchy and a little on edge, and is certainly, like, at one point looking like he's about to draw draw a gun on a stranger in the street, but eventually just muttering, I must be seeing things. Uh, He wanders back to his ship, and the day is done. So Dorian comes back to the guest house to see that the party is still going on, and uh, some slightly drunk crew uh, walk up to him and uh, inform him that everyone's splitting a hall that was grabbed from a uh, from a mysterious uh, underground operation that looked like it was uh, collecting debts or smuggling drugs and after a mysterious monster attacked it in the underground catacombs and everyone gets two gold and four silver the ship's crew is going to have a bit of dragon's breath on board hey so uh, Doran like happily takes the money and I think he is going to hit up the bar to get some drinks for himself because it's been a while. So Dorian, do you do you see and speak with any of the other crew when you get back? I think if he sees Zazel, he'll let him know how well it went. Um, 
Otherwise, I think he's going to either hang out with maybe Adele if he's not too drunk at this point. <laughs> or I mean, uh, whether or not Adele is or is not drunk, he's still going to go. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the other options are he'd probably hang out with Cookie, but I don't know if that's a scene. Or he'll go and chill out with those guys he scared so long ago, and I still I can't remember their names anymore. <laughs> yeah, those uh, those crew members who were, who were buddies with you. Cool. So, is there anything else anyone specifically wants to do while the, uh, while the, what's it called? While the festivities are going on, or do you all hit the hay and get ready for the meeting of captains tomorrow? I spend the rest of the evening with my brother. Actually, I'm going to spend the rest of the night, sorry, I'm cutting you after, but I'm going to spend the rest of the night, uh, with Adele, uh, because I realize, hey, we're going to be, uh, both going tomorrow and we should probably uh i don't know figure out something uh, and i think that figuring out something is just going to be partying all night hey does that mean that Friend. you're going to be around uh dorian because i did also say that he was going to chill with adele a yep. bit yep uh is adele just everyone's favorite person <laughs> when it, when it comes especially to come partying <laughs> i mean true but still yeah. like a, yeah no don't worry i mean no, he appreciates that he, if he if he didn't if he wasn't everyone's favorite person he would have just I'm gonna just tell it straight right now. Uh, Tori, in this party, everyone loves and appreciates Adele. He's the first mate. He's the first mate for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of being the first mate, so you are going to be with the Rambler at the meeting of captains. Uh, I think the Rambler at one point, uh, if if you'd like to breach the question, Max, but uh, you're pretty sure that the name the Rambler Two isn't gonna fly. What are you talking about? There's nothing Adele. better than introducing yourself and okay, yes. How about that uh so where'd you get that name Rambler 2 from? Out of um distaste for uh nicknames, perhaps. You, do you think there's another name you can use other than, you know, mine that still has the same effect? It is, what do you mean it's not it's, it's yours it's not your name it's spelled differently look just adding a few o's does not make it a different name excuse you there are two r's at the end sorry uh rambler two exactly see when you've been pronouncing it though it uh well go ahead can, can you give me the uh your pronunciation the rambler uh huh. He does it that with like a big like 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 a big like hair swift and like 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 swipe and like his uh shoulders like get thrown back. Yeah, it's the sound of the toddlers. Party. Toddlers speaking French. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> we let these kids into the bar. Charlie, you fait quoi? So Rambler, do you do you put your foot down here? All right, Adele. I'm I'm gonna have to ask you to change it to something else. You take the phone out of everything, yeah. Fine, I will come up with a name by the end of the night. Appear. Right. If it, of course, makes you feel better. And then he blows you a kiss. Well, I'm flattered. Should be. I only do those to the hot ones. Didn't know you were into older people. There are some, there are some like, minor ceremonies... Nothing, like, mystical, but just, like, you know, uh, stuff that the, the Crimson Legion does when they all get together. 
um, vows to, you know, legion and to, to freedom and independence and the, you know, just, just kind of general gathering stuff. Certain captains, like, make speeches and things like that, and then it is time for the main event. And the 12 captains, with each of them with a first mate, take a seat in the central meeting room. The central meeting room, just called the Room of the Charter, is a circular domed room, the very pretty, like, mosaic in the ceiling. Around it are, like, seats... It's like a, uh, it's a little like a, like one of those old Greek theaters where they have like, it's, except it's entirely circular and there are rows of seats behind each of the chairs of the 12 chairs in the middle. So each of the captains of the crews sit in each of the 12 chairs in the middle. Their first mate stands behind them and then their crews sit in chairs uh leading up the wall in a wedge behind their captain so everyone piles in the captains all settle down and uh introductions are made to um basically them introducing the rambler who is sitting in for the beast and they introduce the first mate we don't we don't need to hear the name right now but uh they all get familiar with you too and then it is time for everything to begin. So, when speaking, council members will stand up and step forward, except for the charter. The charter is this old, very elderly looking, which is rare for a elf, elderly elf, who is the captain of the Crimson Tide, which is the ship that primarily tows independence. He's old enough to no longer really wish to leave the... Uh, Maelstrom, but his experience and the fact that he's been around since before the silence gives him immense sway over the other members. Whenever he wishes to speak, he does not stand. He just raises his hand and everyone quiets. To start off, we hear from the Intellect, who is a sharply dressed captain with glasses and an oddly quiet voice. She introduces the artifact having another captain known as the Barricade, who's this burly mountain of a man who wears shining plate mail, carry this matte gray metal dodecahedron and place it with a thump in the center of the room. The intellect speaks up and says, These are the items we've been hearing reports of. I retrieve this instance off an abandoned frontier island that was practically crawling with wardens. After some inspection and testing, we discovered its unnatural properties and made a report to the Charter. That was last month. Seeing as we've all been hearing whispers of strange artifacts with inexplicable properties causing freak storms, rumors that they're chased by leviathan cultures and war leviathan cultists and wardens alike, well, it's been getting dangerous, mysterious, which is why I brought it to the attention of the council here. The charter nods and says, Yes, before we start today's proceedings, I would like to remind the captains here and the crew of our vows of confidentiality and allegiance to the Legion. These things could be extremely dangerous, and knowledge of them should be kept to these crews for now. The Wardens would most likely become even more audacious with their attacks if they knew we held such items. And he narrows his eyes and looks at the, um, 
looks at the dodecahedron. Uh, if anyone would like an insight check, uh, one of you may make one to see the reactions of the captains to seeing the artifact. I'm okay making it, unless someone else particularly wants to. Okay, I'm really bad at both of them, so it doesn't matter. Oh my god, I rolled a 17, I got an 18. So Azazel, you notice that the the charter, uh, his old weathered face, is staring intently at the artifact, and he's kind of, he's sweating a little bit. He looks surprisingly nervous. To the charter's immediate right is his son, the Fortune, a very wealthy, uh, higher-class-looking elf who is rumored to be on the council just due to being the charter's son. He's leaned far back in his chair with one hand on his chin, and his first mate is behind him idly shuffling and fanning a deck of cards. He scoffs and says, I don't see what's so special about the things. It's just some boring hunk of metal. If the Leviathan cultists want it, so what? The wardens want it, good for them. More useless ghosts for them to chase while we target juicier halls. I don't see why we're so concerned, father. Uh, the charter cuts in and says, The fact that cultists and wardens are so concerned is exactly why I am concerned. The divine, who's sitting kind of across from the rambler uh says yes yes it's clearly leviathan in nature we should destroy it at once we should eliminate any of these things that we see throw them into the clouds and be done with them uh the judge who's sitting just on the rambler's left with a very burly looking warforged woman behind her says don't be absurd. If they have some sort of power to them, I'm sure they could be harnessed. Think of the weapons we could make. Think of all the smiting or whatever you could harness with something that dangerous and powerful. And the divine says, I would never stoop to such a level. And the judge kind of leans forward and says, we both know that's a lie. Then the plan cuts in, uh, who is the woman that the member of the crew is Charles, who you saved. She's a very sharply dressed woman in a suit and tie. And she cuts in to say, I think we should know more before jumping to conclusions. Intellect, what else did you learn? And the intellect goes into a few details on tests they ran with the object, how under certain circumstances it could manifest thunderstorms, how touching the object could lead to small lacerations on the skin, of various, various factors which you guys are already kind of familiar with. It looks like a good number of the captains aren't really paying attention at this point. Rambler, is there anything you'd like to remark, or are you just waiting and seeing? Oh, I am sitting and listening. For now. Uh, just just real quick, what was the name of the charter's uh, son again? What was there? The Fortune. The Fortune, got it. The, the captains kind of... The pace kind of slows down as the captains start arguing over, like, what to do. The charter looks very nervous as he says we should wait and see we shouldn't jump into this and do anything rash there there's clearly a purpose for these things but we we should just probably keep as many as we find and not let them get into the hands of anyone unsavory meanwhile the fortune is just like examining his perfectly manicured nails and yawning loudly the judge is insistent that the artifacts can probably be harnessed in some way and she seems like she's getting like a little excited thinking of the possibilities of their use. But other members, like the divine who wants to destroy them, and the intellect 
and the plan are much more skeptical of jumping into anything. You also get a good look at the judge's first mate, who you learn is named the jury. She's a female warforged who wears like a sharp tailored vest and tie with completely bare arms that are entirely made of shining metal. And she has like glowing green eyes and no hair. It's very, it's very clear that she is a warforged and everyone kind of treads carefully around her. The intellect seems like the most knowledgeable about the artifacts, but even as she's talking, you see that Rambler, you probably are more familiar than her. It doesn't look like she's realized that with enough of them together, they can be harnessed in any way. Got it. You also learn of the Bleed, who is a captain who very much has a red blood aesthetic and carries a lot of knives on like a jagged like bandolier and she keeps talking about offering to go on missions to retrieve more of these it looks like she just wants any any excuse to go on more raiding and the other notice noticeable noticeable figure is the whirlwind who you all recognize and lurking behind her is a mysterious cloaked figure that is only mentioned as the the mysterious stranger and she she's pretty quiet but every once in a while she will lean over to consult with the stranger oh and there's one more individual who speaks up or rather whose interpreter speaks up there is a captain known as the chain who is a quiet person who is completely cloaked uh with a with two pistols and a bandolier of bullets, and only speaks through an interpreter. And the interpreter is an outspoken dragonborn who dresses well and has an eye patch and wears a pistol as if it is like an accessory, like a fashion accessory or showpiece, but there is no doubt that it is functional. And the chain through her interpreter, or through their interpreter, it is uncertain whether they are male or female or neither. Basically, mentions that what's most important is that this does not disrupt the usual activity of the legion that the legion sticks together and keeps gaining treasure and power without stumbling over roadblocks like getting confused needlessly over mysterious artifacts like this rambler do you interject at any points so right now my thought process is it seems they don't really know how important these things are, and I'm fine with that because that means that's the more we can get a hold of, potentially. I don't feel like I have enough standing where I can convince them to give me any, so I think just being quiet and listening is, is the best bet. Plus, I'm also kind of getting an idea of the dynamics between the people. Yeah, it seems like they all respect each other, uh, even though it looks like there are f- likes and dislikes among the crew, um, or uh, among the captains, like. The divine is uh, the divine and the fortune very much do not seem like uh, very respected captains. Whereas uh, the whirlwind, the barricade, who's the huge dude in the plate armor who placed the artifact down, the plan and the intellect are all, and the judge are all pretty pretty respected and listened to. What about uh, the and then there's the the, uh, the what the 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 fortune's father the the charter. Everyone shuts up when the charter speaks. And he only speaks a few times, and it's always to preach caution and patience. After some more debate and kind of getting nowhere, the charter raises his hand once again and says, 
we must come to a decision on what to do with this artifact here. I'm not sure it should stay in the possession of the intellect. Though she is well respected, and I'm sure she would not do wrong with it, I believe that these artifacts should be stashed in a secure location on independence, uh, which then erupts the whole uh, council into more uh, chatter as people argue over who should who should decide where the artifacts go. During this particular bout of animated conversation, the judge turns to look at you, Rambler, and raises an eyebrow. I kind of give her an up nod. I'm not entirely sure what she's trying to uh, convey to me. She speaks up and says, I say the intellect should keep it. If there's anyone who can discover the true nature of these things, it's her. There's more chatter among the people, and the fortune says, This is ridiculous. If there's any value to them, it's probably them, uh, they could probably be sold. Uh, and he stands up and says, Why don't we auction it off to the highest bidder, make a quick buck, and use that money to, uh, and he walks forward and leans down to pick the item up. Uh oh. Uh, with bare hands. Does the Rambler do anything? Because no one else seems to, like, bat an eye at this. Uh, which which captain is this again that's going to pick it up? The Fortune. The son of the Charter. Interesting. I think that before before he makes it there, I'm going to pipe up. I'm not going to, like, say stop, but I'm going to just try to say something and see if he turns to look at me and I say, I don't think that we should try selling these things too soon. We might undersell them. Could just rip ourselves off. Make a persuasion check to fight against the fact that no one's really paying attention to the Rambler. Okay. I got a 19. Ooh, that's pretty good. Sorry. Yeah, he, he pauses and looks over and says, And who are you again? I'm the Rambler. I'm uh, stepping in for the beast. Acting captain of uh, Phoebe's Revenge. He grimaces and says, Ah, a pity. And the judge pipes up and says, He's got a point. If we're just going to sell these, we should at least pay a bit of attention and see what they might actually be worth so we get a fair price. And the fortune says, don't be ridiculous. They can't be worth much. Look at it. And he kind of like kicks it with its toe and it rolls over with a clunk. I mean, if wardens and goldists are after it, that means there's high demand. Simple economics. If that many people want them. They gotta be worth a pretty penny, and that means there's something we don't know about them. The intellect says, Yes, there is definitely something we don't know about them, and that means we should be cautious and figure out what they do before, and then, as she's saying this, the, um, the fortune is, like, looking down at the item, like, with a frown on his face, and mutters to himself, What do you mean, two more? Uh, and bends down and places his hand on the object. Wait. Does Azazel say that? Wait. Oh, you you dumbass. It is too late. The fortune places his hand on the object and with a like jerks back and falls to the ground in a swiftly pooling pool of blood as suddenly there is a flash and all the windows in the room light up bright as light. Or sorry, bright white. And then there's a crack and a rumble and the whole building shakes. And... Chaos erupts. 
The captain starts scrambling around. The charter very slowly, like, lifts himself up from his chair, shaking his head and says, foolish child. And, uh, uh, just, like, limps forward slowly and kneels down next to his son. The other captains start arguing with each other and shouting as to, like, what the meaning of this is. Um, a bunch of people start, like, yelling at the, uh, yelling at the intellect, saying, like, I thought you tested this. How, how would you not know this would happen? And the intellect, saying out loud were we struck by lightning and the rambler you feel a hand on your shoulder is it the judge it is the judge and she has her pistol drawn and says rambler i think that rumble came from the lighthouse above us that rumble well if you want to check it out i take out my uh, i take out my break action i'm with you i want you to come with and i want you to bring your most trusted and powerful crew uh, she turns and says, Jury, stay here and keep the order. Jury gives her a nod and says back, be careful. And the judge says, I think the charter's been keeping something from us. Something to do with the lighthouse. It's what generates the maelstrom. No one's been allowed to go up there. And now she like gestures back. What was that? A lightning strike? Something's up. Sure, it didn't come from that. And I gesture at the dodecahedron. Oh, I'm sure it came from that. But you think it's connected to the Maelstrom? It's gotta be. How else? I'm. It's been here since... Before the silence. There's gotta be some connection. I point to Adele, uh, Schmingus, Bingus, and Mingus as my most trusted crew. I never, I never knew we had a Schmingus, Bingus, and Mingus. <laughs> they're like, uh, they're like the three Musketeers from our last campaign. Yeah. I as I as the DM am vetoing this decision. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I bring the party. You well, they are all familiar with the artifacts and the most powerful of the crew. Yeah. Yeah. No, Rambler of course points to the party. So you move out, following the uh, following the. Wait. So oh, who's yeah. all at this thing? Is Lucinia here? Yeah. I point to Lucinia and tell my brother to go with her. He nods and says, "I'll keep her safe." As soon as Dorian has the chance, I would also like to activate armor of sh- of uh, shadows too. Cool. You guys leave the building, and you're on you're on like the bottom of a big hill, at the top of which stands the lighthouse in a graveyard, and the the judge, uh, as she steps out, says, "Rain? It never rains in the maelstrom." And you all step out to see it's pouring rain. It's the it's the objects. Yeah, aren't the objects supposed to make some uh make storms? Storms whenever someone touches it. Make storms. Yeah. That's what the lighthouse does. What? What well, the lighthouse created the maelstrom and The Maelstrom's oh, always there's gotta be one in there then. She looks up and you see uh the lighthouse, which before was uh did not actually have a light shining, now has a light that is rotating above you. That's not right. That's not ominous. We- I knew something was up. I knew it was all going to come to a head. I'm just happy I was here when it happened. Y'all with me? Yeah. Let's go. Dorian yes. takes out his crossbow. So Independence is built around this huge hill, at the top of which is the lighthouse, which is this like silent monolith that has been said to basically create the maelstrom. The uh, Richter is kind of telling you guys, they say... They say the Charter discovered it back when the Crimson Legion fleet was just a fleet wandering through the, uh, wandering through the Northern Sea. And, uh, it said there was talk of these, 
mysterious places called quarantine zones that the uh, the Empire would find and barricade off with blockades of ships. I think uh, I think this one might have at one point been eligible for a quarantine zone because it was just you know a lighthouse floating out in the middle of the ocean, a little little weird. I but uh, I heard about this place well. Before the silence, there was a lighthouse that was just out there. No one really ever came back from it. It was known as the Beacon back then. Didn't realize that place was still around. I just assumed it was quarantined like the rest. Beacon, huh? That's a weird name, because when we found it, well, it had this uh, island built around it. You know, the catacombs underneath. And, I mean, we didn't build those. We built the rest, but... And the, uh, the light was off. Until now, I suppose. Something's rewoken it. Those, those things have rewoken it. She shakes her head and says, damn it. Damn it all. And you hike up through the pouring rain up this big hill into this graveyard. And you see all these graves around the lighthouse. And she mentions, uh, this is where we set to rest a lot of our best captains. I think... We were going to hold a funeral for the beast later today. Suppose it's going to have to get postponed. Sorry, old friend. You walk up to the door of the lighthouse, and she says, All right, be careful now. We don't know what's in there. No one's allowed in, except the charter. Well, I'm ready when you are. Just a quick question. What's the door look like? It's a very plain wooden door, designed normal doorway size for one person. It has a lock. The judge checks her checks her pistol and says all right i'll go in first on me and she takes a few deep breaths and then kicks the door down and walks in um i'm going after her i think i'm god i don't like being second okay i'll I'll be second i look back and then follow in dorian is gonna follow after and underneath his breath he says is that necessary there was a keyhole okay i'm gonna need classic dorian uh, I'm assuming Slim and Adele are there, or is it just us three? Oh, Slim, Slim has not been seen since. Slim is the nowhere whole to be found. Slim is just having a grand old time playing hide and seek. Uh, is Adele with the with the party on this escapade? Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm getting it's babysitting. You enter the room and you see a roughly semicircular room well a, a room that's the greater part of a circle but the back wall is flat and made of wood uh with another door in it there is a pillar in the middle of the room with a staircase going around it and um there are three dead bodies in the room men and women all in pirate outfits uh just collapsed on the floor and that ain't right floating through the opposite wall just the door doesn't open a figure floats through it is a woman looks vaguely elven white hair whipping in some unknown breeze Uh, a specter of pure white enters the room and shrieks a shriek of death thunder claps in the background and lightning strikes the tower again the judge has time to say what the fuck before the shriek hits and you all must make a constitution saving throw i'll have you know my knowledge of the u.s constitution is amazing uh hey hey does does 10 does 10 make the uh dc well leon why don't you go ahead i rolled a two 
Hey, uh, uh, well, does anyone want to roll for Adele? I don't think Adele wants me to roll after this <laughs> one. Uh, I go ahead. I trust you. Uh, he has a plus four constitution saving throw because he has 14 constitution and is a fighter. Okay, he rolled a 16. I rolled it for him. Uh, so does a 10 make that save, Joe? Hey, he rolled a 10 also. No, hold on. Anyone who rolled low th- lower than a 10 drops to zero HP as you hear the, sh- the shriek of death. Hey, what is, what's you, a natural one do, Joe? Uh, you start bleeding out from your ears. So Azazel and Dorian just collapse, and you all see the uh, the judge like stagger and like grab her chest, like where her heart is, uh, and stumble against the back wall and go. <gasps> uh, but she does not fall. Uh, everyone, everyone, roll for initiative, and those of you who succeeded are also going to take damage. Even though you succeeded, you didn't drop to zero HP. You still take psychic damage for hearing the wail. Got it. I rolled a natural 20 for initiative. <laughs> oh, you get to roll your death saving throws really fast. Uh, so 22 total. I rolled a 5 for initiative, so I got a 4. I have an 8 for or initiative. Four, I got a 9. 9 for initiative. No, wait. I got a plus 3. Never okay. mind. I got an 8 for initiative as well. But uh, those who succeeded their save and heard the whale take 9 psychic damage. Oh my god. So uh, that, that, that hurts. That hurts a lot. Okay, can everyone type their initiative out in uh, in the Discord chat? Yeah, I, w- I was trying to go and get copy and paste because I was net writing it in World 20 and then everybody's like chat stuff popped up over the chat so I couldn't copy paste it. Can someone roll initiative for Adele? Sure. Uh, 17. His initiative is zero, so it's just a 17. Okay. Uh, Dorian, you get to go first. What do you Woo! do? What do you do? Death save. <laughs> you're okay. Because remember, I'm at at zero HP. Yeah, you're in like a roughly thirty foot radius room. Uh, the creature is around forty feet away, screeching. Failed my first roll. Actually, no, I take that back. The creature is only twenty feet away, screeching. I rolled a three for my death save. You didn't. You didn't roll a nat one on your Constitution, did you? No, I rolled a zero or you, a two. You're stable. Oh, I'm stable just at zero? You're at j- just at zero. Okay, then I guess I can't do anything during my turn because I'm unconscious. Great. Okay, Adele. I'll, I guess I'll play Adele. Um, how close is the figure? Uh, 20 feet away. I'm gonna, Adele's going to rush the, the ghost and try to attack it. Cool. Uh, I'll make that longsword attack for Adele. He gets a 20 to hit. Nat 20? Cause... And 7 damage. Uh, dirty 20. Uh, uh, so... Adele lunges forward and slices at it with his uh, with his sword. Adele makes a Adele makes a swing and his sword passes through it as if it weren't there, but it, it disrupts its form and it shrieks and twists as uh, bits of it go flying out. So it took reduced damage. Uh, yes, it's the judge's turn. Uh, the judge coughs up some blood, raises her pistol, and pulls the trigger, and there's a deafening boom that for a moment all anyone can hear is just the ringing in their ears from the judge firing. Uh, she hits. Dealing, again, reduced damage as her bullet, uh, pierces the creature and its, its whole body kind of, like, implodes briefly like a whirlwind and then snaps back as the bullet passes through it, creating a massive shockwave. Rambler, what do you do? My gun has the silver ammunition loaded into it, correct? 
Well, not the silver, but the, uh... Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. It's, it's, it's special bullets. It is also glowing red hot now. Ooh, nice. What I am going to do is I'm just going to fucking... I'm pulling the trigger, Piglet. Got it. Okay. Uh, roll to hit and damage. 18 to hit, 9 damage. Okay. Uh, it takes the full damage as it is blasted by a magic-piercing bullet. I'm glad these are coming in handy. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Azazel's your your turn. Uh, you are bleeding out, I believe, so make that death saving throw. I rolled a nine. Okay. It's the creature's turn. The creature is going to lash out at... Oh, no, it's going to use its ability, Horrifying Visage. It shrieks out loud in common, Don't look at me! And uh, all of you are struck with pure terror. So those of you who are still awake, make a wisdom saving throw, DC 13. Ooh, I hit that DC perfectly. I got a 13. Nice. Oh, it's just Adele and the judge. So I'll roll for Adele. Adele fails. He's spooked. And the judge. Judge succeeds, even though she's not the wisest. Dorian, it is back to you, and you are still unconscious. You have a brief vision of death, like you're falling into an endless dark river, and then a yellow eye opens above you, and you hear a voice say, Not yet. And you wake up at 1 HP. Doran, you piece of shit. Why do you have something watching out hey, for Hey, I've been telling you this entire time, and you didn't believe me when I said my patron wouldn't let me die. It's it's Adele's turn. Uh, Adele goes, mailed, and grabs Azazel and pulls out from his pocket something that I think I gave to a few of the crew, but y'all kind of forgot about, which is fine, because we haven't actually fought in a long time. He pulls from his backpack a little injector syringe and stabs it into Azazel's neck. Wait, what is this? It's a health pot. Azazel, roll 2d4. Wait, hold on. When did we get these? A while back. Uh, yeah. Wait, do we all have health stuff? No, we had talk of the party starting with adrenaline syringes because you had no healers. Oh, they give temporary HP. Yeah, I remember that now, actually. do, do, does, I, do I never told you guys to take it. I was thinking of giving the party uh, two, which honestly maybe is a little light. I'll say each of you has one, and Adele just used it. Okay, got it. So I'll just put it as adrenaline. Uh, you, Are they called adrenaline shots? Yes. But So he ran Rambler, back to 20 feet and then did this. Oh, you're right. He was in melee range. He has to run away. So there's going to be an attack of opportunity. So point of order. Uh, What's the attack bonus? touch. Okay. Uh, Adele has incredible baller AC of 18 and manages to avoid the blow as he runs away in a panic and then injects Azazel. So Azazel roll 2d4. I got a 5. You gain 5 temporary HP and wake up. (gasps) And you're up just basically on adrenaline. The judge staggers forward and shouts... Come get some, you son of a bitch! If you want to eat something, I'm right here! And she lunges forward, firing her gun, and she is going to reckless attack. Oh my god, you can you can't barbarian you can't reckless attack with gun? Guess what? The judge is a gunslinger barbarian. But but reckless attack only counts for melee weapons. Not in this not on this occasion. Okay, cool, got it. House Wait, rules. I, I actually also don't understand how that would work, the flavor of it. 
Actually, yes, my, my flavor is she's charging into melee with her gun. By the way, that's another special thing she can do. She can fire in melee without penalty. The judge, the judge's whole thing is she shoots with guns when she's actually just a huge barbarian who destroys people. She rolls her damage, she rolls poorly, and the creature resists it anyway, but it is now focused on her as she deals some solid damage to the entity. And it is back to the Rambler's turn. Uh, so anyway, I started blasting. I'm just gonna fire again. Uh, it seems like it's working before everyone's up. I feel like now just priority one is getting this thing dead. I got an 11. Uh, that ain't a hit, son. Okay. Uh, it shrieks and bends and, like, contorts out of the way of the bullet. Azazel, you're awake. You're not feeling too great. You're basically just running on adrenaline. And you, you feel like a, a burning, searing pain in your chest. Uh, I'm gonna duck into cover and hide. This room is kind of devoid of cover. You'd have to exit and duck behind the door frame. Oh, well... Out in the pouring rain. Uh, if that's the case, instead of ducking in the cover and hiding, I will run to the opposite end of the room uh, and haphazardly throw a knife at back behind me. Um, so I'm going to roll an attack at disadvantage. Cool. As I chuck a knife haphazardly. The first roll was a very good roll. The second roll was not bad either. I got a 15 plus 5, so it's a 20 to hit. That's what we call in the business a hit. Roll damage. What business? The business of DMing. The business of dunking. Four damage with a dagger, so... Okay. Not great, but... It seems to hurt it a little bit, and it is its turn. It turns to the judge, and with a shriek, just places its hand in her chest. Uh, oh. That's not good. Uh, the judge does not have good AC, so that is damage. This might be our only chance, guys. We have to kill the judge. It's the only chance we're ever going to get. Oh, okay. yep. Uh, the... The judge uh, gasps in pain, and more blood spurts out of her mouth, and she staggers but manages to just barely remain standing. Dorian, you're awake. You are in pain. Where is he in conjunction to the the ghost lady? Uh, it's 20 feet away, uh, 20 feet away? in melee okay. combat with the judge. Uh, I think for what he's going to do uh, is he's going to back up behind some cover and take a shot with his crossbow. Uh, you'll, to get to cover, you need to exit the room and hide behind the doorway. There's nothing, oh wait, actually there is one piece of cover in this room that I've been neglecting. There's a big old spiral staircase, but it isn't amazing cover. Oh hey, you lied to me. I'm sorry, Zazel. <laughs> I think he just wants to put some distance away from him and see if he can't get at least some cover, and he's going to attempt to take aim um, at the spirit. Okay, roll the hit and roll your damage. So I missed, uh... <laughs> With how much? So four plus four is eight. Yeah, that's a miss. Yeah, no, I think he's a little bit too shaky still um, fumbling with the 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 bolt as he's uh, putting it on the crossbow, shooting it and misses. It's all right, we'll get him next time. Okay, Uh, it's Adele's turn. Adele is going to make a roll to see if he can swallow his fear because he is very spooked. Spooky, scary, ghosty boy. He succeeds and manages to take a deep breath and with a battle cry, lunge back into action with his uh, his usual flair of theatrics. So he swings with his longsword, which hits and deals 10 slashing. Beautiful. And it is the judge's turn. The judge... Would the judge run away? No, the judge never retreats. 
she attempts to like grab the creature but it just like slips out of her grasp easily and she fires a few shots but both miss and it's the rambler's turn Alrighty. look gotta kill this thing fast my gun's still working so i'm just gonna keep shooting it i got an eight yeah sorry my Roll dude it's just not today. a good gunslinger azazel it's your turn by this point you guys have all noticed the uh the, the creature shrieks, Stay away from me! And you notice chains leading from its back into the back room that it uh, came through the wall of. How did we notice that? It got to a certain HP threshold. Ah. <laughs> the chains appear. I'm going to follow those chains, mostly because it keeps me away from the creature. You're going to have to dash past it. I will. I'll use the disengage action. Cool. Oh, wait, dash. With I your dash. cunning action? I don't think I have cunning uh, action. No, it's, well... I don't think I have cunning actions yet. I think cunning actions come at level three. And that means level four for me. You do have to dash if you want to get all the way through and through the door. There's a door. It didn't use it because it just floated through the wall, but the chains go back into a room with a door. I'll dash past it. Okay, she's going to lunge at you. Then I'll get it next level. So it is level three for me. Because you, cause you multiclassed. Okay, what's your AC? My AC, 13. Oh, no, wait, hold on. Bastard. I've got armor now, so it's actually higher than that. Excuse me? Dorian gave me armor. Yeah, remember, wow. I gave up my armor because uh, so I don't need any more. Right. Maybe 16, okay. maybe 14. She lunges at you, but the, the judge and Adele get in the way, and she misses. Adele, run straight into that back room. Next turn, I'll start exploring. It's the creature's turn. Creature's going to go after Adele, whose HP, I'm not entirely sure how much they have left, but I'm going to make a guess. Don't let Adele die when we're piloting him. I'd feel so bad. Well, that is a solid hit. Oh, no. For a lot of damage. Okay, Adele crumbles to oh, the ground. Joseph. Okay. Dorian, it's your turn. Okay, so... Uh, Adele just collapsed. Um, how far away is Adele? 20 feet. Got it. And is the, the creature... Does the creature look like it's still focusing on Adele at all, or...? Nope. Once Adele dropped, it turned to look at the judge, who's looking worse for wear. Just someone in her crew named the Executioner. Got it. That's her pistol. I think. Oof. Oh God. I. I decisions. <laughs> on one hand, this could be very useful. On the other, I think Dorian is going to attempt to take another shot at the the creature, at the for the moment, and see if he can't actually get his hands to to study and get, take aim. All right. Roll to hit and damage. Much better. Uh, fourteen. That's a hit. Roll damage. Total of four piercing damage. Okay, it looks mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> uh, it's Adele's turn. Uh, it's time for Adele to make a death save. I'll roll it. It's okay. It's a 13. All right, that's mark one success. It is the judge's turn. The judge, cursing, uh, once again attempts to uh, fire on the creature at point blank, but it is just too, like, wild wily and wacky oh actually never mind she hits for a little bit more damage uh and it is back to the rambler okay uh i'm gonna try god i'm just gonna try taking a look at this thing seeing if there's anything i'm missing in terms of making this whole hitting it easier because my last few shots are just kept going wide so i think i'm going to take a turn just line up a shot okay uh do you want to make an intelligence check or a perception check sure i'll make a perception check it's a five Heck. okay you see 
yeah, you you don't really notice anything other than the woman has like a, a scarred, torn up face and or the the ghost lady and has chains connecting her back to into the wall. But you do take your time to steady a shot. Azazel, you open the door. What are you doing? Oh, uh, so what what's in there? You see a mechanism of gears and a rotating rotating like pylon that or a crankshaft that goes up into the ceiling and you see a cage further into the room where do the chains go to the chains go into the cage is there any mechanism with which i could oh wait hold on is the thing rotating currently well you're just in the doorway i'm gonna investigate the cage okay uh you walk forward and you see the chains are leading to an elven woman who is slumped against the wall, staring blankly into the distance. Surrounding her are two dodecahedrons, and she is... a, a little bit of drool is dripping from her mouth as she just stares into the middle distance. These chains are emanating from her chest. I rolled a fifth 16 for investigation. Oh, cool. Yeah. You notice this woman? She seems to be alive, but, like, catatonic? The chains are leaving from her. Uh, she looks elven. Uh, she's wearing a white gown. And next to her are two dodecahedrons. And the door to the cage is locked. Can I... Can Okay, I want to... On this turn, I, I already rolled the investigation. Is that going to count as my action? Uh, I think you can also use an action to, say, pick the lock. Yeah, I'm going to pick the lock. Roll that thieves tools check. It's a sturdy lock. All right, I got a 17 plus whatever my thieves tool is. That's proficiency plus... Uh, dexterity. Dexterity. Uh, so that's... Uh, is it above 20? Yes, it is. It's 22. Okay, you succeed. Nice. You succeed, and the lock opens with a click. Back in the main room, the creature is going to attempt to kill the judge. Oh, that's not good. We can't have both of the captains that were at the captain auction dead. We're only like 11 episodes in. So we've got one down, 11 more to go. She just Two barely down. avoids the attack, and it is back to Dorian. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, oh god. I think all I can really do is take another shot at the moment. I don't trust her yet with the ability to use spells in front of her, so that's all I can do. Take an aim. Alright. Natural 20. Oh, that's crit. Also, is it your boy? So 2d8, each of them has plus two, pierce plus two to it, right? If I remember right? Uh, no, it's just plus two for total. Got so it. it's 2d8 plus two. Just double check, it's been a while. I rolled a seven and a four, 11 plus two is 13 total for damage. Cool and good. I'd, I'd like to flavor this that the, um, the bolt lands directly in the ghost lady's heart. Like at least it passes through it. Yeah, it me? like, it okay. hits in her heart and slows down, and she shrieks and writhes, and then it passes through and clatters against the back wall. It is Adele's turn. Adele's going to make another death saving throw. Uh, if you would, Jordan. 15. Success! Yeah, Adele's feeling lucky him. tonight. Watch. Ne- next next roll is going to be a nat one. Two death saving throws. The judge's turn. The judge says, make her damn it, and pulls from her coat a little mechanical device and kind of slaps it on her chest and then there is a she takes a ragged breath and you see like a small purple glow under her coat and that is her turn rambler i've lined up my shot i'm feeling good i'm gonna uh pew pew assumedly with advantage 
Uh, uh, I'll give you it. Because because Usually, I used well, last. There, what I was trying to do last turn was just spend my turn yes. getting advantage, and then Joe told to me to advantage. make a roll. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna see if you could learn anything about the the ghost lady, but you didn't. The reason I'm hesitant is because there's like I want there to be a specific weapon attachment that lets you do that, like special sights. Uh, but I think I think this fancy gun has that. Okay. So yeah, totally. Uh, roll add advantage. I got a twelve. That is a hit. <sighs> For six whole damage. The creature wails and shrieks as it takes the full damage. You hear it shout, Curse you, Roderick! Roderick, huh? And Azazel, it is your turn. You just picked the lock. Uh, you see this woman is staring straight ahead. Now some blood is coming out of her mouth and spreading across her chest. Can I break the chains? I want to try to break the chains. That's my turn. They are ethereal and mysterious. How do you go about doing this? Can I wait? I want to at least try to reach out and touch them, maybe, and see if they, my hand goes through them. They pass through your hand, but you feel cold when you touch them. They're definitely there. I feel cold. Okay, I don't know what I can do in that case. Um, warm, in the, warm them up. Well, yes, but what what does Azazel have that can warm them up? I don't know. I don't know your inventory. Well, so so I think for a moment, it's I'm between trying to or slitting her throat to get rid of the ghost, but I don't want to do that so i'm hey, gonna concentrate to it's been a long time since i've tried to use the magic that i had that i've been able to do in the past let's see if i can do it now and i'm gonna try to cast which i can because i double uh classed into sorcerer after we mm -hmm. got touched those three objects but i'm gonna cast the cantrip firebolt and try to warm up the aiming at the chains not the aiming, aiming at the chains cool Roll to hit and damage. If it's natural one, it just goes way wide and hits the lady. No, it's it's a fourteen. Um, that is success. What's which, the damage? Which is a which is plus three, so seventeen. Uh, the damage is one d ten. It's a one. One damage. Hmm. One of the three chains burns up, like flash paper. It just ignites. Okay. And hisses away. She'll be dead before. <laughs> Will she? After Azazel's turn, it's the creature's turn. Uh, the creature calls out and wails a piercing screech. Everyone who hears it feels it like push into their mind. And the four dead sailors, their bodies jerk and spasm and begin to stand. Okay, so with that, Dorian is going to take out the adrenaline shot and just hits himself with up with it because he's gonna need some temp hp rolled a six total all right you get that many temp hps let me see if i think that's your action do you have a bonus if action i do unless you count me potentially doing like an arcana check or something or whatever to try to figure out what these things are so would you count it as arcana or do you count it as something else yeah, sure. I do not know what it is. I rolled a four total. I've been real hit or miss. I've either been doing very well or really bad. Okay, no dice. Adele what, what HP? Gets up. Adele's turn. Death saving throw, please. <laughs> Natural 20. Adele gets up. Adele, he gets up. Yeah, Adele stands up at one HP. It's the judge's turn. The judge, uh pulls the device from her chest and aims the gun and fires. She hits for a little bit more damage and it is the Rambler's turn. All right, uh, just just taking stock. Now that I've used my two turns to fire a shot, is everyone is up and looks somewhat healthy. 
HP. Yeah, I have one award. HP with six temp hit points. Adele's at one HP. The judge looks like she's on her last legs, but you don't know what she did with that weird device. Yeah, those temp hit points are fine. Uh, both, both Azazel and Dorian are running on pure. Adrenaline. I'm going to toss. I'm going to toss my injector to Adele. As my bonus action, and I'm gonna take another shot at the. Actually, has has uh, has Azazel said anything about the other room at all? No. All right, uh, Joe, is it like? Uh, do you think other people would have noticed Azazel run into that room where all the chains are coming from? Yes, you all saw Azazel run into the room. You also saw. My bad for mentioning this. For not mentioning this, you guys also saw one of the chains connecting her back to within the room burn up. Well now. Uh, I'm going to run over to the same room as Azel is in, take a look at the situation and see the chains and ask, how, how did you break one? You would have to run past the creature. Yeah, there's, like, there's no way to use my movement to get around it? Not while still making it all the way to the room. Cool, I'll make it halfway and take a shot. Got it. Roll to hit and your damage. 21 to hit with 6 damage. God, cool. I'm rolling. Lest I also remind you, there are now four other creatures, like, standing yep, up. There's, Not there's the, the same, but dead bodies. Yeah, yeah there's, there's the four zombie-looking guys. Uh, Sweet. Uh, after the Rambler, it is Azazel's turn. Azazel, what are you doing? I'll try to do the other two now. All right, roll Firebolt to hit and damage. Eight plus three? Is that right? Three is my to hit with magic? Uh, it's probably more than that. It is your charisma Spell attack bonus. Plus... My charisma plus proficiency. Yeah, proficiency. three. Oh, okay. So it's a little 11 to hit. Uh, that hits. Nice. And then... Roll that damage. Motherfucker, it's another one. It's another fucking one. Another chain burns up. <laughs> da, 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 da. And it's back to the creature's turn. The creature turns away and uh, attempts to dart away from... It takes the disengage action to get away from Adele and the, uh, the judge and passes through the wall into the room Azazel is in. And Azazel, you just watch as the creature uh, just appears through the wall, the chains kind of like reeling in and just appears right next to you and looks at you. Then the zombies lunge forward. One of the zombies is going after Adele, one is going after the judge, one is going after Dorian, and the other is going after the Rambler. Uh, the zombie going after Adele misses because zombies suck uh the zombie going after dorian hits with a 21 god damn it okay and deals you four bludgeoning damage Oof. are you a roblox character now the zombie going after the judge, zombie going after <laughs> yeah. the judge also hits and slams her for three damage and the zombie going after the rambler i think misses with a 10 i'm very happy that missed yes that misses and that's their turn. Back to the top, Dorian. You got a zombie on you, but the, the Banshee has left the room. Got it. When? Wait, when did I get this item? I don't remember this. What is it? It says on my, my weapons I have a dagger, but I don't have it in my actual pack. So I don't know what to trust and believe. I mean, you can have a dagger. <laughs> yeah, sure, I guess why not? Dorian, um... Since, since the zombie is now way too close for him, Dorian is going to take out the dagger and attempt to uh, jab it into the, the zombie's face. Okay, roll to hit and damage. Not very good. I got a four plus four eight. Uh, a zombie's AC is eight. You hit. 
Oh! <laughs> okay. Roll that damage. I rolled a total of five. Okay. Uh, you just pierce it into the zombie's head, and the zombie like pauses for a second, and then keeps going at you with the dagger sticking out of its face. He he. You hear a noise or a shout coming from Dorian. Stay away! And that's the end of his turn. But I don't want to. It's Adele's turn. I'm so hungry. Oh Adele's gonna make an attack near the at the nearest zombie. Um, yes. Oh, Ad God yes. Damn it. Adele's gonna whip around. Adele hits the zombie. And cuts it in half. Uh, so with a wink and like a, a twirl and a pirouette, uh, Adele, who is like bleeding a lot and looking like he's unsteady on his feet, just gracefully slices the she, zombie. She also too. has my injector, remember? Oh, right, that's true. I forgot about that. He'll use that next turn. It's the judge's turn. The judge grunts, looks over at a zombie, and just like raises the gun to its head. With a massive deafening boom, the zombie's head just explodes into a paste that splatters the walls. And as it crumbles, the judge, like, staggers on her feet and says, and mumbles to herself, nice shot, and drops to the ground as well. Damn, sister. Does she look like she's bleeding out, or does she just look like she's fell over from fatigue? She's stable but unconscious. Cool. Uh, I'm going to rush after the Banshee into the uh, other room. Hey, wait, is the zombie going to get an attack of opportunity on me if I do that? Yes, it is in melee with you. Got it. How many shots have I fired from this thing? I think I've fired four or five. I think you fired five. All right, so one more before reload. Did I fire five or six shots? Lost count myself. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to uh, fire my last round into this zombie. Wait, no, this, this is a point blank range, ain't it? Yes, it is. I'm gonna pull the same stunt that I pulled against the uh, against the guy uh, in the whatchamacallit. Uh, I'm going to throw my take a jar out of my sleeve, throw it at the zombie. Uh, zombie has to make a con save. DC 10 con save. Unfortunately, zombies are known for their knowledge of the U.S. Constitution. Wait, and it's DC 13, not 10. Why did I say 10? Oh, uh, it still succeeds, unfortunately. Well, is it save or suck? Hold on, let me check the spell to see if it's save or suck. Probably is. Alright, yeah, no, it just fizzles. Okay. I, I think the, the like, insects, like, start crawling all over it, and it just doesn't seem to mind or care. Got it. Uh, it's my turn. One last fireball. Yeah. Burn away the chains. Roll it up. Son of a bitch, it's the third time I've dropped my dice on the floor. You should get a cigar box and use it as a, a dice box, like I did. Alright, that's a... They cost, like, three bucks. That's a nine... Plus uh, three, that's a 12. Nope, yes. You hit, roll damage. I rolled an eight. Okay, the last chain burns up while the creature looks at you, and there's a pause, and she says, Freedom! And the wispy form just kind of like fades away as the woman in the cell suddenly takes a sharp inhale of breath <gasps> and starts coughing and hacking up blood. Like Next player's turn. <laughs> I'll deal with that later. At that <laughs> moment, all of the zombies suddenly stiffen- the remaining zombies, sorry, stiffen and collapse to the floor. And combat, for the time being- Hey, ends. Joe. For the time being. When we said mm -hmm. we were ready for combat, we didn't mean one-shot us in round one. Hey, man. Be ready for combat. Gotta be ready for anything. You know what here with- I think, Jordan, I think you should get yourself a patron. <laughs> It'll help you so, get back up on your feet. What do y'all do? Have you heard the good word of the king? Uh, I'm going to the room with Azazel. Um, I'm going to check on the woman. 
you I'm you, gonna try to get out the dagger from the, the zombie head. Yeah, you just like put your foot on the body and heave and pull and it pulls out. Nice work, Brit did did you do this? Huh? No. I'm not I like don't look back, I'm checking to see if the woman's dying or if she's gonna be okay. Uh, the woman appears to be bleeding from a gunshot wound to the chest. I'll help with a medicine check if you're doing a medicine check. I don't know. A medicine check would be advised, as she just kind of gags and coughs on blood and stares at you blankly. I'm gonna need to learn medicine checks if I'm gonna be helping people. I can also do the medicine check if you'd like. I probably have more uh, wisdom than you do. You're, you're assisting me in it? That's okay, I rolled a 17. Um, and that's plus... Let's see, I think it's actually minus one. Yeah, minus you one. You managed to stop the bleeding, but she's still injured. Are you... okay? She sputters and says, Roderick? Mm, don't know anyone of that name around here. No. She coughs up some more blood and says, Who are you? What? What's going on? Uh, I look back to Rambler. Uh, we're members of the Crimson Legion, uh, and that, we we came here when we heard a gunfire. That stupid thing? So you are <coughs> with him? Uh, with who? And what are these? Ugh. And she pokes at one of the dodecahedrons lying next to her. Nope, I move it away from her before she can touch it. Uh, yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and grab him. Uh, I'm wearing gloves. Nope. Nope, I'm gonna move him away and keep see if I can keep them sort of out of reach of the Rambler. Slyly, I'm not doing it like I I see I the see that... them. I'm just gonna grab them. Yeah, uh, I think like as you're doing that, uh, Dorian's voice pipes in. Hey, I've got my my bolts back. What's going on? Is that a body? Uh, no, it's a woman. Uh, sorry. What what is your name? She coughs again and says uh, uh Athena and were you being held captive here by Roderick captive what have you seen him Roderick my husband what was the last thing you remember we found this this tower and there was a it was the the wardens they came and I I don't remember you were is Roderick also an Elsa she nods and says, um, I, I need to find him. The last thing I remember was him telling me to stay safe and pain. Question, Joe. Mm-hmm. What were those zombies wearing? Uh, they were just normal pirates. Uh, you saw the dead bodies when you entered the room. Just wanted to double check. How decomposed are the bodies? Like, how fresh are those bodies? Pretty fresh. Got it. Uh, should, should I make an arcana check about, uh... What might be afflicting this lady that would make her, uh, be able to conjure up a banshee? Yeah, roll it up. As he's rolling, Dorian asks, What was the last date you remember? It was... Uh, the year... 228. Uh, that's during the silence. It was chaos. We only just managed to flee when we found... <coughs> when we found the tower floating. And was your, uh... Is Roderick, or was he a member of the Crimson Legion? Member? He practically saved them from destruction. Well, uh... I, I'm tired. Okay. I'm old, even for one of my kind. I need to... <coughs> I need to rest. How long has it been since I fell asleep? 
30 years. I look to Dorian and Azazel and I say, it's been a, it's been a while, a uh, few decades. 30 years, probably, give or take. Her, eye, her eyes go wide and she like tries to stand briefly and then weakly slumps back down and says, I, I don't understand. I don't. And then starts to fade out of consciousness. Starts to fade out of existence. Just disappears. Despawns. No, her eyes slowly close and she slumps, breathing slowly. Still, the, the bleeding is staunched, but she looks in bad shape. The Rambler, with your 16 arcana, you surmise that she must have been unwittingly wielding the power of the dodecahedrons. Yeah. I think that with us taking these things away, that Maelstrom's gonna stop. And I think that's how the Crimson Legion's been able to stay safe all these years. And what does that mean for when the storm is gone? Will the warden well, come swarming in? It'll be a lot easier for them to track the Legion. Might have to move further north again. Otherwise, uh, kind of gesture back at the now unconscious elf. She'll have to resume her duties. No, we can't subject her to that. Not unless she wants to. I think to. we should just take these and gesture to the dodecahedrons and clear this. Obviously something if, if this is how we, the Crimson Legion can stay safe a different way. We can't just imprison her like this like she's been. Besides there's no telling, there's no way that like, you can be certain that, that she's that that this is how, how the maelstrom is being projected there's a whole nother level to this place why don't we ask her when she's awake i don't think she knows i'm pretty sure she won't know she didn't know that she missed 40 years here she what might I have think, heard something from this roderick i think that roderick is our uh, good old cap he is the only one said to be able to come in here the only one that i think they said was still alive from the silence yeah let's see if the maelstrom is still intact so you go to climb up the spiral staircase yep Okay. Uh, you pass the judge who is still, like, conked out on the ground, and pass Adele who is taking a breather and injecting that adrenaline to keep himself going, and you hike up the stairs. The second floor is a dark room with writing on the walls and that crankshaft moving up through the ceiling. The writing on the walls is an unfamiliar language to anyone who looks at it. It's written all in white. Archways are painted into the walls as if for doors, but they are the walls of a lighthouse leading out into just open space if they were doors. Oof. You said the Oof. archways were painted into the walls? Yeah. I like to go and make my way over to one of them and put a hand against the archway. Kind of just... You feel a hum of power similar to how you feel when you touch a dodecahedron, which Azazel also recently felt when he touched those dodecahedrons to move them. Uh, also, all of you are feeling this kind of incessant grinding as the crankshaft rotates. This is odd. The There's almost like a... It almost feels like touching the dodecahedron for this... This, this place has power in it. Yes. Should we just... Should we just what? I don't know. We're not feeling very good right now. I've got like a splitting headache after that banshee scream. Does anyone else like... Can anyone else, like, anyone else dealing with that right now, or is it just me? I'm at zero HP with five temporary health points, by the way, you guys. 
that's kind of how I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah I'm at one HP with two temp health points. I'm, I'm at three hit points, so I'm fine. That's kind of how I'm playing it. I don't know how long temp HP lasts either. We won't get another chance to get back in here. In like in like an hour, both like Azazel, you're going to pass it out. I don't think it'd be smart if we stayed for too oh. long. Maybe this is something we'll have to... Let's, let's just go. Let's just hurry up the stairs and see what's going on up there. Um, right. Is 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 the the judge still with us? The judge is passed out on the first floor. She's stable though, right? Yes. Okay. So um, Dorian takes out a vial and he's looking over at Brambler and says, with your permission. And it's, oh no, I don't think he saw him use that spell before. He, he says, I'm not feeling the greatest and this will give me a brief boost. Rambler kind of narrows his eyes and says, fine. So he ta- opens up the vial and activates armor of Agathus and that w- the water within it drags over and encases himself with I- iced armor and he has five additional t- temp points now. Temporary hit points do not stack. They so do not. You lose your, you lose your previous okay. temporary hit points. Okay, uh, you guys go up another flight of stairs. Yep, we, we, we're going to the top. It is another room with it's another room with writing and archways. You pass through it and go to the top of the lighthouse. At the top of the lighthouse, uh, you open a trap door and climb up. The rain has stopped, and up here you are all briefly blinded as lightning strikes the peak of the very top of the lighthouse. Um, not where you guys are standing, obviously. And you see a little circular causeway where... Uh, causeway might be the wrong term. A little circular track. And a man is pushing a lever which is turning the light in the top of the lighthouse and every once in a while the light passes and nearly blinds you as it goes past uh and this man is hunched over he is he has a white beard he looks very old uh and he's just pushing this pushing this lighthouse thing around and around lightning strikes the lighthouse again with a crack excuse me the man looks up at you and his eyes are pure jet black no pupils no irises do, do we recognize this man at all? No. Anyone else have a bad feeling about this? A creepy old man pushing this at the top of a lighthouse? No, I see this all the time. The man stops pushing and looks up at you uh, with these pure black eyes. He's still hunched over. And he says, In a language none of you have heard before, but all somehow understand. Gateway. And then disappears. He just fades out of existence. Lovely. I'm just, I'm just picturing him despawning, T-posing. <laughs> the crank stops turning, and slowly the lighthouse light dies and fades. Well, that was a nice conversation. He, he might have been the one controlling the maelstrom. A gateway to what, though? Uh. Is this a gateway to something, or is the lighthouse acting as a gateway to something? Maybe the Ma- Ma- Maelstrom was coming out of that gateway. There are some runes in the floor below. I wonder what I it said really... and if that is a hint of it. I don't want to jump into any conclusions here. The only thing that I want to make sure of is the Maelstrom still exists. 
uh, as you're saying this, the sky is beginning to clear. Dorian, I think, is going to take a step over towards the uh, that circular track to kind of inspect to see if there's anything special about it, any indication of like more of that runic language from downstairs, or if it just looks like an ordinary lighthouse and are working. Uh, there are symbols all over the place here. Oh, still here too. Okay. Um, I still think you'd probably want to take a peek at the, the, the circular track and just kind of investigate to see what the setup looks like and if there might be an indication of if there has a acts as a source of power beyond just the light. Uh, would you like to make an arcana check? I rolled a 13. 11 plus 2. It occurs to you that that man was probably not real and that to turn this mechanism requires a power source. Okay, this is odd. Um, so I'm guessing maybe that man was not the mechanism for this power source. In fact, I don't even know if it's real. Something we collectively saw ourselves, but turning this does require a power source of some kind, and I'm wondering if it was the dodecahedrons or something similar to it. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Well, how many do we need to uh, get the next power up or whatever? Those dodecahedrons. Well, I think it's three, isn't it? That's how many we needed before we saw... Well, that's how many we saw... I know that was the first time. I don't remember if they were asking for more for the second. Well, they just, it just said find more. It did not say how many. Okay, then. Well, if we can find a way to procure the one at the meeting, that's another three. What should we do about the lighthouse if it's not working? I'm not sure what we can do unless we're willing to put someone back in that position. Seems like you need to sacrifice a person to keep the maelstrom running. Probably why no one's allowed in here. Like I said, maybe we just ask her. Ask? I don't know. She has a choice. What about the old man that was pushing things? For... What if he was the battery? What if he was the one running? I don't... She seemed, just seemed to be a security measure. I looked at this. I looked at it, and it doesn't seem like that man was even here. It's... The, the turning this mechanism requires a power source in general, and I doubt one individual would be able to do it, even if the man was real. I'm actually with Dorian on this one. This is the first time that I've heard of, uh, well, mirror images, that sort of thing. I think our best bet would be to maybe get a hold of that dodecahedron, the third one. I mean, it, we have... how many was with her? Uh, we got two right now. Uh, who's, who's holding one? Cause I did, I did say that right when I tried to grab one. Yes. Yes. That, did, did that make sense? When, when you guys got up here and you saw the dude turning and he faded away, the maelstrom was already starting to clear. So it was the dodecahedrons that was powering things. Okay. Yeah. So that possibly strong possibility. So I think one po we could attempt to go and take the third item, maybe see what we can do. I know that. Wasn't it that strange voice we all heard mentioning we need three more and then he, they'll talk to us again? Yeah. So I think regardless of whether or not these can create a source of power for the Maelstrom, we should probably get a hold of that third object and see what the next step is if we're willing to take up that quest that was mentioned to us a long time ago. I think that, uh, I think we might need this, well, just this in general. And he gestures towards, uh, towards the dodecahedrons. Losing the maelstrom is gonna hurt, but I don't think there's a way we can put it back together. 
Also, we probably want to get out of this lighthouse as fast as possible, just to... You guys have noticed a small crowd. Implicate ourselves less. So the maelstrom, can you give us an idea of what exactly that did again? Because I'm concerned that it's what was holding everything up. Uh, it was an undying storm. It was an undying storm centered around the beacon uh, that basically made it very difficult for people to track the crimson It was basically legion. a big stealth camouflage. So we put them back? I don't know. Someone really doesn't want to, doesn't they? Oh, sorry. What? Wait, what What happened to... Oh, no, we can't do that. We can't We can't subject a woman to infinite slavery, but we can put back the dodecahedrons. But what if it causes infinite slavery again? Uh, while you guys have we, been talking, we, a small crowd has gathered at the base of the uh, lighthouse. We gotta get Richter out of there. Uh, I'm gonna start going down the staircase. Uh, Dorian is too, but once he hits the... Uh, and it, he hits the second floor, he's going to dismiss armor of Agathus. So the water sloughs off his, his armor, and he is back to normal looking. As you reach the bottom floor, it looks like Richter is awake, uh, and has moved into the room with the woman. Uh, and uh, Adele is just kind of like sitting down, uh, wiping blood off his sword, and he looks up at you guys and like wiggles his eyebrows and says, it looks like we have gathered quite a crowd. Yeah, we should, uh, try to get out of here without drawing suspicion, which, uh, it's gonna be pretty difficult. Here, Arlo looks at the judge and says, uh, I'm pretty sure that, uh, the maelstrom is gone now. Ah, oh, shit, seriously? I, I could use a little help in here. Someone needs to get her legs. This lady isn't getting out of here without us. I walk over and I, I'll help carry. Which means I'll take the dodecahedrons. It looks like Richter's done some more uh, medicine with um, with uh, the woman. You see that like device is on that woman's chest, and Richter, with your help, very gently carries her into the main room, and then you you set her down to take a break. And Richter heaves a heavy sigh and says, "If the maelstrom's gone, that spells big trouble." Uh, and she pulls out a cigarette. I take the authority. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I take the authorities would start coming here in droves. Yeah, we'd have wardens crawling all over the place. And she pulls out a small metal device that is inscribed with runes. And she twirls it along her fingers and makes a flicking motion. And there's a and a little fire lights up on the end of it. And she lights her cigarette. So it's a lighter, but it's made from magic. It's a new magic artifact, yeah. Uh, Rambler just kind of. So maybe it's time for the Legion to go back. I, I think you guys just need to go back into session. Uh, I'm thinking we should try to get out of here without, well, with the least people seeing us as possible. She shakes her head and says, "There's only one entrance and exit. We should just tell them the truth. It's a whole shitstorm as it is." Alrighty then. I'll carry her. Uh, I can get her by myself. Uh, Rick. Or judge, you should go out first. Yeah. Uh, wait, did you suggest judge helps you carry her out and goes out first? No, she goes out first. I can carry her by myself. Okay. Uh, she puffs on this uh, cigarette and stands up, uh, stows her pistol and looks at everyone and nods and then opens the front door. You see a bunch of the captains of the Council of the Crimson Legion. Uh, gathered around as the sky begins to clear. 
uh, up at the front being supported by two of their crew members is the Charter and his son, the Fortune, who looks bloody. The Charter asks, Judge, what happened? And the Judge shakes her head and says, You found a monster. Nearly killed all of us. And uh, when we took it out, something happened. Uh, and she steps aside as you guys carry out the lady. I think I think narratively this is going to be like the best time for this. I think as I carry her out is when I pass out because my temporary hit points go away. Perfect. The the judge makes an attempt to catch the woman, but not you. And uh, I'm walking behind. He... Maybe I'll go and attempt to catch it. Do you want me to do a save throw? <laughs> save like no, a I, deck I, I save? Think, I think you can succeed. Azazel just crumples, uh, and you guys then see it. Uh, Slim is among the crowd, up by the front. Well, I'll be damned. Looking like his normal self. Missed all the fun. Uh, Where are you at, Slim? Like oh, I was looking around. You know how it is. You uh, want some help carrying that? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Carrying that older lady. Uh, you hear the charter say, Athena and stagger forward uh someone still supporting him and moves over and kneels she woke up she was uh i i I won't say his name she was asking about someone uh don't quite remember the name but uh he looks at you with wide eyes and says it's a miracle she's not dead she was uh locked in the back room had a bunch of ethereal chains around her she was bound to some sort of monster he frowns and says you must tell me everything but first we must hold a meeting. The maelstrom is gone. We're all in dire straits. Uh, also, like, I don't think I hid the dodecahedron, so I think I just have them. He looks at them and frowns at you and says, Some matters we must discuss in private. Rambler smiles and shrugs. The old elf slowly gets to his feet and says, I will help carry her. Uh, and despite his advanced age, helps... Uh, carefully uh, carry the old woman, uh, the crowd parting to let him go. Adele, do you mind taking Ozzy? I'm, he's way too heavy. Of course. I don't know how to do an Adele voice, but yeah, Adele just picks him up. No problem. Moving on, we see, we get a, like, shot of the, the crew, like, looking back at the lighthouse, and the camera, like, zooms in and the camera appears inside the lighthouse and sees the now still crankshaft oh my bad and a and a spectral dog <laughs> sees the still crankshaft and mechanism uh lying silently the crowd moves down to uh reconvene and discuss what to do next uh rambler that's me you notice something about slim he has both his pinkies. Yes. And a shiny new revolver. We get a wide shot of a ship coming into port. It is the ship on which Anne is riding along with the warden and the priest. And it comes into dock. It's Undocked, we get a shot of everyone disembarking, and the warden, Warden Holt, conversing with someone. 
he heads to the boathouse along with Anne and the priest, and we only hear kind of snippets of his conversation behind a closed door as we have our camera focused on Anne, as she's staring into a basin of water in the boathouse with a paranoid look on her face. Disturbing music is kind of building in the background as we zoom in on her face, looking at the rippling water intently, and the music builds until someone asks, Are you alright? And Anne, like, jerks and looks up, and it is the priest. And he takes a seat across from her, and she says, I'm fine, I'm fine. The snippets of conversation we hear in the boathouse room is uh, a, a man conversing with the warden, and we hear the man saying, Freak storms? Well, we've had a few over the past few months, and there have been a few down by Abadobayo, that was also a month ago. Uh, if you want storms, you could always go to the Maelstrom. And you hear the warden chuckle and say, Don't be ridiculous, Lucian. That'd be suicide. And the man on the other side says, Well, if it's storms you want, that's the place. That's all I'll say. Oh, and there's a report of the act uh, of activity of the sort you're looking for around Aquila. I'd go there next after the investigation here is over. And the warden says, Thank you. I knew I could count on you. Anytime, friend. Remember, Sloane will try to boot you off her turf, even go so far as to start a fight. Last week we had to deal with a hunt for a rogue warden on tour. It was a whole mess. Duly noted. Thanks again for the help. He leaves, and Anne kind of interrupts him as he's walking out, and says, Any news of the Queen Marie? The warden shakes his head sadly. Left last week. We'll catch up, don't worry. I've got the warden's narcs on it. Anne says, I'm surprised you're going to these lengths. And the warden says, You seem like a good mother and a dedicated woman. I want to help you get your son back. Then after a pause, uh, indicating the rifle she still has with her, Are you taking good care of that firearm? It looks like it could use some cleaning. Anne replies, It looks fine. Thank you very much. The warden shrugs and says, I'm just saying I could teach you proper care of a weapon like that. It needs regular... And she cuts him off and says, I can figure it out on my own. I appreciate the offer, but I don't need you to explain how to oil a simple mechanism. The warden says, suit yourself, and walks away. We then cut to Anne wandering the streets, looking dumbstruck by the sights and sounds of the virtually lawless Port Royal. We see, you know, the, the chaos of the streets, and partying, and drinking in taverns, and brothels. We then cut to a shot of her drinking heavily at a bar and crying. We then cut to a shot of her wandering around the city later in the day looking sad and vaguely disgusted. We then see her catch sight of a kid limping with a crutch, begging for loose change. He comes up to her and asks, Got a penny to spare, madam? She kneels down and says, Oh, you poor thing. Here, take one of my silvers. Eat well tonight. Or even better, get some good clothes and a proper bath, okay? And the kid gives a big gap tooth smile and says thank you kindly ma'am and then hobbles to his next mark as she watches him go with a wistful look we then cut to her waiting on the side of the road watching the boy go about his rounds the sun begins to set and we see a man come out of the alleyway and beckon the boy over he hobbles to him and Anne, curious follows we see her peek into the alley as the boy brings the man his earnings and he counts the coins this is less than yesterday, he grumbles. But I got a silver, sir. Bah, that one's for me. The crutch was my idea anyways. This is less than yesterday. I'm docking your share of the food tonight. Gotta make ends meet, you know. 
But sir, that's not fair. Shut your trap. It's fair and square. Quit whining about it, or I'll have you back on the street. The boy continues to protest this, but sir. And then the man smacks the kid and shouts loudly, Shut up! Anne has seen enough and steps out, her gun raised. Leave that boy alone, mister. Who the fuck are you? She gave me a silver. Did she now? Anne stands firm and says, I won't stand by while you abuse this child. The man crosses his arms and says, Is that so? Looks like you brought a little more than we thought, eh? Get her, Frankie. At this, the little boy throws aside his crutch, draws a knife, and lunges at Anne, screaming a little battle cry. The man in the background laughs. I'll enjoy picking your corpse clean, he says, as we see him drawing a pistol. Anne grapples with the kid as he flails at her. What are you doing? Drop that knife this instant! Listen to me, young man! Stop this at once! Anne frantically attempts to disarm the kid without hurting him or getting stabbed. The woman's... Meanwhile, the man slowly draws a bead on Anne with his pistol. Finally, in the background, we see another figure enter the alleyway. It's the priest in his starry night robes of the Church of the Maker. He draws his own knife. Anne notices the man with the pistol and her eyes widen in fear right as he mutters, Gotcha! and starts to pull the trigger. Then everyone hears a grunt of pain as the priest stabs himself. Then a shattering of glass. The priest mutters, The stars will consume you, vagrant. And we see the man with the gun suddenly scream as tendrils of black, flecked with sparkling lights, burst from the floor and walls of the alleyway, latching onto him and dragging him down into the ground, forcing themselves around his throat and into his mouth, breaking bones as they coil around his limbs. Anne finally manages to get the knife away from the child, who screams and runs in panic when he sees the tendrils consuming the man. Anne rushes over to the priest, who collapses into her arms. By the maker, are you hurt? It's it's nothing. <coughs> we have to run, quickly, he says. And with that, she puts his arm around her shoulders and helps him up, and they flee the scene, blood dripping from behind them, as the screams of the man echo through the alleyways. I'm back. From outer space. Just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. Change the stupid luck. Should've made you leave your key. If I'd have known for just one second... You'd be back to bother me! So, now go! I don't know the next part of the song. Walk out the door! Just turn around now! So you're not welcome anymore! Weren't you the one who tried to break me with goodbyes? Did you think I'd grumble? Think I'd just lay down and die? Oh no, not I! I will survive! As long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. I've got all my life to live, and I've got all my love to give, and I'll survive. I will survive. Hey. I actually really appreciate that your rendition of it. I kind of wish you were doing it in the Rambler's voice, but... It took me everything I had not to follow by 